welcome to Waiting for Game, podcast presented by Melee Stats. I'm your host, Gimme That Wheat. I, uh, what is my old thing? I'm a tournament seeder, uh, top 100, uh, something or other. I, I don't know. But this is important because we are talking about lists today, and, and really pertinent is that I am a person who had a ballot on both the PGR contenders list and the blur rank. Uh, with me, I have a good friend of mine who also had ballots on both, and uh, I don't know his official title, but he was some sort of blur wrangler on the blur rank. Uh, my friend Edwin Budding. What's up, Edwin? Not much, man. I'm so excited to jump into blur rank. I think we just got so much to talk about with it, like its place in the scene, rankings in general. Um, just really, we have a lot to dive into. And I'm especially happy because we have two returning guests. It's very difficult to get one prime guest, but getting two at the same time, two who I know have big opinions on rankings, two who I know <laughs> can hold their own in a big, hard-hitting discussion on it. I'm just so ready to jump into it already. Blur, how, how are you doing right now? I'm fantastic. I couldn't be better. Um, I'm very excited uh, about Melee going forward, um, particularly because I um, just kind of, I think I'm 99% confirmed for Smash Camp and Double Down. So going to be going yeah. tournaments pretty soon. Cool. Going to do like um, this week-long road trip with my boy Joe Guy and Nintendude. Um, we're going to like, you know, go from one tournament to the other. We're going to go to like Zion and Grand Canyon. It's like a whole thing. And so I'm pretty fucking hyped about that. And of course, not long after that, there's Genesis. So we have a bit of a lull before then, though there's some big online stuff coming up. Um, and then, you know, I think I'm, I'm just excited to see some some some, some Melee being played. So it's a, it's a good time to be alive in the Melee scene. I, I agree. Uh, Blur, you're living the dream. I literally messaged Aiden to try to convince him and Slime to like do a road trip from Smash Camp to Double Down. Uh, and I was like, oh, you could do a Vegas episode of The Yard. That's fun. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Kind of got big dog there, you know. So that, that didn't work out. But I'm glad that you are living that dream. Happy to see that. And I'm also happy to have recently confirmed the number 14th best player in the world, Moki. What's going How's on, Moki? I'm just chilling, man. You know, just the, the grind never stops. I streamed like five hours or something i just be getting over it it's pretty huge um nice yeah. what uh what was your time for that do you, do you have a time i think it was like five hours is it i think it i think it's closer to five and six i didn't look at it exactly i just i, I honestly i was just happy i could close the game <laughs> so, <laughs> so moki uh, here's a question i have my impression of that game has always been it's a uh, like it's built to torture people right it's like trying to make yeah. streamers rage and yeah. like that's that's the whole point. It's like it's not supposed to be a good game, and so yeah. is, am I right about that? It's just not a good game. It's just mostly meant for torture. I okay. So I am a big fan of Pogo Stuck, which I think is like a similar kind of game, and I like that game because it feels like when I fall, it's like you know it's good. It's like I, that's my fault I fell, but in getting over it just felt like bullshit, man. It was like it's like sometimes it would just glitch out and the mouse would go everywhere and I just fall a bunch. I'm like, dude, this sucks. <laughs> but uh yeah i think i don't know i think it's probably okay it just you know the the first playthrough was not that but but basically <laughs> you, you wouldn't play it if it wasn't on stream oh i'd never play it again it's the yeah. guap guy right bennett Foddy. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah uh man i haven't played quap in forever i remember i think Ams was streaming quap at one point and i was <laughs> i was pretty glued into that uh but but i've not been get, keeping up uh, that's sick that you you've done that you know you say that you had a bunch of big falls in that game 
One thing you didn't have a fall in was the rankings. Yeah. Number 14 on the 2019 PGR. Were you, I believe you're yeah. 14. You might have been I 15. was, yeah. Okay. <laughs> number 14 on the 2019 MPGR and number 14 on the Blur Rank. Um, let's get into it because we, you know, this couple past couple weeks, um, we have seen the release of a few different rankings of uh, both of great importance to the scene. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had Zane on on the podcast. We had Ipengu, and he almost revealed the North American list before it actually came out. Uh, <laughs> but it did come out. We, we were able to see it. You know, we have Mangoes number one, uh, and then everything else is within tiers. And then, you know, on MeleeStats.co a few days ago, under Monday Morning Marth, and not its own thing, for some reason, <laughs> we we have uh, the Blur Rank that's, that came out. Um <laughs> let's uh let's go through each i want to get your thoughts first on on the pgr contenders list you know let's talk about uh stuff that maybe jumped out to us or blur i'm gonna let you go first uh, i know you have some opinions on the tiering system in general what did you think about this list nothing jumps out to me because <laughs> see, that's what a tier list is it's just like there's no opinions <laughs> there's nothing here that um really says much of anything um because it's it's like the b and c tiers have what the c, the b tier has nine people in it and the c tier has 10 people in it those guys can um be very proud and say that you know i'm a c tier player i think that's really hype and that's funny that's the best part about it is i can walk around and talk talk to like i don't know uh you know lucky and be like you're a c tier player man fucking sick <laughs> you're c tier andy dude you're so cool good at this game fucking c tier player baby um <laughs> so that's cool um but uh yeah i mean i don't really know um there's a few things that like uh are definitely laws for example like you basically have in the b tier suj none and gatsu and if you just look at their years it's like not even close actually um how they performed um and so it's like just among the falcons like it shows like how wide a range uh those tiers have so like ultimately i feel like basically not much was said um mm -hmm. with this tier list it's weird to analyze it because it's like the groupings are so large uh because yeah i think everyone agrees like i don't think there's much much controversial about the way the tiering was done um maybe you could be like oh ginger shouldn't have been a tier um like something like that, uh, you could have pushed him down maybe. But like other than that, I think that like the tiers are so big that they're pretty logical, and um, you know it doesn't really leave a lot of room for discussion, which is why um, you know we did the other system. So do you see that as something that uh, the list fails at? I mean, it feels like the purpose of the list is to have these type of big tiers where I guess there's not doesn't need to be a lot of discussion. Um, but is that a negative for that? Yeah, I think, you know, what, what's the point? Like in sports, storylines matter, uh, you know, talking about and analyzing and, you know, you know, having that fun communal discussion is part of it. And I think that when there's really not like, I, I don't know what the exercise really proved or did is <laughs> kind of where I'm at, where it's like, <laughs> we didn't really learn anything. We didn't really like, we got a bunch of panelists together and we kind of did what I think like literally any Twitch chatter could have done. Um, 
because it's it's just it doesn't. I if we if we knew the the points behind it, where they like they made a tier list, but we now but we actually know where the votes went or something. Maybe we'd have learned something, but they didn't want to do that. So I'm not really sure what I got out of it personally. Well, there is a, a notable omission on the list. Uh, Moki, you were, I, I think, one of the very few people who would have been ranked on the list. I think you might have been the only one who would have actually made it on the list, but did not hit the certain threshold to get yeah. on the list. Uh, you know, in 2019, when we had the top 100, Duck was someone who fit this bill. Uh, you know, would have been somewhere in the top 100, but not, did not have enough people vote on him to actually be top 100. Uh, so this is kind of the situation that you're in. I know, I know you have some thoughts on this, so I want to hear, you know, what did it feel like to see something like this? And then just like walk me through the process of, of what you were thinking. Um, so it was like kind of like a multi kind of step process as it came out. Because um, I, at first I'm like, I'd rather probably not be on it than be like, you know, like a C tier or whatever, <laughs> which not, not to say that's like bad, but just because I feel like I had a pretty good year for the mm -hmm. most part, right? So I was like, I'd rather not be on it. But then it was just like, just kind of weird because because obviously online wasn't factored in really so it was just like um like, i don't know it just felt um, except by edwin yeah <laughs> yeah but like it was like it was like i guess factored here and there so i was just kind of annoyed because it felt like the criteria was like all over the place a bit because it was like up to some people not up to others whereas i feel like with a ranking it should probably just be like laid out like rank based on this and then whatever it just felt like i don't know kind of weird Especially given I had a pretty good year and I did have results. It were just a lot of them were online. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, and then yeah, I, I think that that was kind of it. Like I was just like I'd rather not be on it than be on it really low. But also it just kind of it, it like it, it kind of sucks to not be on it when I uh, I did have a good year. You know. So. Yeah, there's there seems to be like a, a kind of agreement here that it like it exists and it's fine because it's not like going in any direction. It's not trying hard enough to be. Uh, like a big ranking, uh, it like doesn't fail in anything, but doesn't accomplish anything. And I think that's kind of something that both of you, you know, feel the same about. Edwin, um, I don't know if we spoke about this. Like, you know, obviously we both did ballots where we spoke about that, but we didn't talk about like how we feel about it as a general concept. Like, what do you think about the idea of a tier list? Uh, you know, I, I gotta say, as far as the the PGR contenders list is concerned, obviously, like. Because it, you know, just to address the elephant in the room, because Panda Global sponsored with Nintendo, like they're they're pretty limited in terms of like being able to directly acknowledge online play for the scene. But it it kind of leaves the the panelists in this weird spot where uh, it's like you're not given the date, you're not like given the data set of like every single event online and offline, but you're given with this kind of like internal sense of like how much you evaluate it versus offline right so it's like it, it seems like the way that uh, pgr approached this as uh, we discussed on the on the episode with dark gen x where i was apparently the only panelist who cared about <laughs> online enough about online events to uh to like explicitly include them in my evaluations of players so i actually took explicit a, buddy yeah so i i actually took a look at my ballot right now for pre, for the pgr just to see if it was any difference and like one of one of the things I, I noticed that immediately stands out is that I I didn't exclude you from 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 my ballot. I I did include I did include you, Moki, and I also I also had SJJ like fairly highly because you the were like tenth, right? 
I had SJ like tenth or eleventh or something. So it's like one of the th- so one of the things that I I took into account like kind of looking at the list is I didn't want to do it like I didn't want to do it based on like just the few events that we had in person, especially because like it, it seemed to kind of like drastically change the success of like someone's year or or and especially like when you evaluate rankings, the way I t- tend to to approach them it tries to like it's like a report card right like yeah. how well did this person hey, how well did this person person do yeah, <laughs> well, yeah i guess i guess i guess you do say it but you doing well on online in a year where that's the only format for like six months or whatever if, to me it didn't seem fair and i tried to communicate this on the last episode but we kept yelling at me and and dark gen x kept talking about one set that was played with 100 ping even yeah. though there's like hundred, even though there's hundreds of sets that are played online, like it was such a. I, I don't know I, about I you guys, but I want to take a step back and say, like, I personally don't think it's acceptable for, especially such a sm- what's relatively a small community project. It's just a fucking list for Nintendo to have any say in how our rankings are formed. Like, why? Like, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't. If they really want to marry themselves in Nintendo, God bless, but then they, they shouldn't be the ones doing the rankings, you know, like um, do whatever you want to do. But like, we don't like this, this, this is just about making a list. <laughs> it's not a really complicated procedure. We've done it so many times. Um, it's weird for me because like I was one of the first panelists and I helped Tafo in the initial uh, for the first list. Right. And actually establishing this thing. And it's like, now we can't about like use certain criteria because a fucking Nintendo like what, what the what the hell is going on here? I personally think it's whack as shit. Um, plus, I think that you should count online for last year. It's like uh, very obvious actually that you should. Um, it's like was over six months, like half of the year, right? And a lot of really important results happened. You can't just wipe that away and pretend like we didn't care. We cared at the time, right? We all collectively cared at the time. And many of them are regionalized online. Like, I don't care what anyone says. A 20-ping match is a fucking good match in Melee. Like, and uh, sure, there's sometimes you have a 50-ping match if it's like, you know, Texas to NorCal or something, you know. But most of the time, you're you're in like the 20s and 30s. And those are fine. Those are great, you know. And those are valid results as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I think 50 is honestly fine too. It's really online gets a little questionable when it's like 70, 80, 90. Um, and at this point, most of our biggest online stuff is regionalized anyway. Um, and so, you know, people can disagree uh, about how online results should count. Certainly um, when COVID, whenever it ends, <laughs> don't, don't ask me. Um, they, sh- you know, you can argue that online shouldn't count uh, when we'll have a full land calendar again. Um, but even then, I'm not sure I want to close the door on online counting completely, completely, you know? Uh, because what if someone drops, I mean, I don't know what happens in this scene. What if someone drops a milli on a random online tournament? Are we just going to be like, yo, that shit didn't count? Like, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> like, it's a million dollar tournament. I, it counts the moment that a million got put down, you know? Um, and so, like, I, I just think that you have to, when, when you're making a rank system, you have to keep your criteria open in whatever way possible um, and just be as objective as you can be. So I, I will say, um, just just really quickly, having worked with Pete, pg for the uh all-time top 100 rankings uh when it came to providing data to the panelists what i did say was that you can count online the way that you see fit right like i said if if you if you think these events mattered like you can weigh them differently like you can include them but like this is this is what you have right one of the things i will say with with the this pgr contenders list is that 
I apparently didn't pick up the like unwritten rule in the room of not counting. Uh, See, that's also the weird thing. I've heard that too, where it's basically like the panelists weren't sure if they could count it or not, but they were like, there's like, it's like, oh shit, hush, hush. They don't want to uh, explicitly tell panelists that we can't count online because of Nintendo. And it's like, what is this shit? You can't even tell your panelists. I didn't, like, I didn't go fuck. The fucking, I counted the fucking criteria because you sure don't want to like be explicit about it because you're afraid of Nintendo reprisal. Like, this is nonsense. This is stupid. But I'm not going to yeah. look. I'm not going to accuse that's like completely what happened or whatever. But rather, look, we, we're, we're referring to uh, a practical task tweet, which heavily implied it. And nonetheless, like, even if it wasn't for that, end of the day i don't agree with the tier list i don't agree with it being uh regionalized and i don't i don't like who the fuck is clicking into the european article right now they have a top like the fucking 30 30th person in europe like are you serious right now like doesn't make any sense um i, I do think uh it's just stupid. I, I actually do like the european <laughs> list i think that uh yeah, you're, you're, it's cool representation of these players who are not going to be making Mm-hmm. You know, there, if we're, we're not having a top 100, right? Um, we don't, yeah, make a separate European power ranking, ranking, man, but don't like exclude them from from general rankings. Because the truth of the matter is, like, if you actually really pay attention to all the other years, there are many years where we had war- way less data than, than we actually have this year. We all like to talk about how this year I didn't have that much data, but then you actually put the tournaments like we did this for for when we were doing the blur rank was we, we, we listed notable tournaments and it's a lot. There's actually a good amount. There's summer 11, there's summer 12 main stage riptide SWT championships. There's all of the SW regionals. So NA East, EU, NA West, Central America, East Asia. There's uh HF land, smash con pinnacle. You know, there was super vertigo actually had like 200 people or some, or, or, or a lot of people. I had a lot, a lot of high level players. We didn't have 200 people. That, that was wrong. Um, the function nightclub, there's low tide city. They mentioned that. And there's all the online stuff like the SCLs, Four Loco, you know, Pound Online, uh, Rollback Rumble, all the TMTs, Nightclub. You know, like the list is pretty galant. The list is not, it's like this is a lot of fucking data. And then you look back at like some of the retro SSBM ranks where they had like Apex and like two other fucking events to push. Yeah, like 2012 and 20, 2012 or like 2008, like 2008 especially where there's like one major. Yeah, we gave we gave someone a year. We gave someone a year for for, for that crap. So you made a top ten based on that retro. Yeah, I did. That was like one. That was one. He wasn't a top one hundred. Yeah, that was one of the that was one of my first things uh, entering the scene. Blur, yeah, uh, I, I I would I would say one thing really quickly. I do think that like there is a difference between online when like offline is not available, like when that's the only way that we can continue to run tournaments sustainably. I do think that like has to be factored differently than if like we have land majors fully back and force, and but we still have like a few online. All right, let's do a quick, 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 quick roundtable. Yes or no? Uh, based on what you just said there, do you think um, if you were to make, if you were king of the rankings, um, would should online have counted for last year? Uh, yes or no? Like, yeah, I think so. But I think every yes. panelist okay. should weigh. No, I want yes or no. It. Yes or no, Moki. Yeah, I think. I think so. Moki, yes or no? Uh, I think last year, since half the year is online, it should count pretty much yeah. just as I much. I also have a yes. Wait, what do you think? And I think when when there's like both when there's LAN and online you can like probably don't count it as much but when it's like all we have and everyone's trying their ass off like it feels kind of disingenuous not to count it because it's like it's what we did for half the year sure I feel like this is the uh, I'm the captain now moment I think I'm losing my show to blur 
<laughs> I'm just he's asking playing. a goddamn question here to make the to make to make sure positions are clear. Blur. And it sounds like we got yeses all around. That's what it sounds like. Blur, well, Blur, what, what, one of the things, like, like again, like, wait, okay. let me just no, remember, it's weighing, it's weighing, <laughs> like, if, if a panelist doesn't think that online should be counted, like, that's that's the beauty of a panel system, right? Like, like someone could be like, no, I, you know what, screw this. Like, I, I don't, I think this is basically a local. Like, that's a panelist's right to do. You might disagree with them. You might think there's wrong. But if you're collecting a panel of, like, people to vote on, results it's better to them to have like the ability to like the direct like the direction to make that decision themselves right edwin like, that's the i love this point i want to look at the blur rank first because we talk about counting online we talk about this type of stuff and i want to talk about i want to get into deeper about what it means to count online you know wh when you should count online uh but before we do that i want to talk about a list that did count online uh blur what were your thoughts you know you created this obviously i think you mentioned it on our show uh that you wanted to create a list that um it, that was a list and not a tier list you wanted to actually have like a, a bona fide list and, and which you did uh what was your goal in terms of like what to count you said you counted online like did you was it up to panelists was it something like that or did you try to give like more explicit rules our, our prompt was pretty simple it was who did you think had i think the most impressive performance or results of i think it was calendar year like something of, like of the of the last calendar year basically pretty pretty simple so uh you know when asked and and we made it pretty clear um online's counted uh but you know it's a panelist discretion how much they want to count it basically like if someone thinks online's exact same they could have gone all the way there i think most people didn't i think almost everyone made it count less but still it counted Mm -hmm. uh, which is, I think, what general community census consensus is at, right? Like winning Summit is more important than winning, you know, an online tournament. That most people agree, but, um, but like if a panelist, you know, felt a certain way, they 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 can kind of gauge it on their own. And what we found was there was not that much standard deviation. This is where I was kind of, uh, you know, interested in, where like a lot of people were poo pooing about like, oh, it's so uncertain this year, it's such an uncertain year. And then we found that wasn't that uncertain. And actually, um, the lists were pretty fucking similar. Um, and uh, it was actually one of the most um, clean years uh, that I've Most years is a little bit more. Uh, pretty much had um, mo most of these 30 names on their list, so with, with few exceptions of a, a few names swapped out, a few places up here, uh, up and down, which is what you'd expect. But... Um, you know, it was, it was, it was, these, these are the 30. I, I don't think most people would argue it. Moki, as a player, what did, uh, you know, what do you think about this type of style of like criteria where it's kind of, actually, I could, I've got the, uh, the Google sheet right here. Uh, the criteria is both online and offline results are counted, but you should weigh offline results slightly more. So it, you know, Gives the uh, panelists up to interpretation of what slightly more means, but, you know, does sort of have a little bit more of a rigid structure than what people say the PGR ballot was. Um, so as a player, how do you view those two? Um, what, like just the uh, the criteria as a whole? Yeah. I think I, I definitely prefer that because I, I think the thing is with the, the MPGR was it was just so up in the air. Because mm -hmm. it was like some like it, like it lets people like pick and choose results to like completely disclude, which I feel like is like an issue because you can just like <laughs> to like be like okay this result that happened at like this major tournament but it was online we don't count that even though it had like all these people in it 
I feel like that's like not the best criteria because it doesn't really outline it that much. And again, you get a lot of difference in the rankings just purely based on that. And I think like at least outlining it, but not that people shouldn't like, obviously it's an opinion thing. Like people have their opinion, they rank it, whatever. But I feel like at least outlining the criteria is like a lot better because then people know like, okay, this is how I have to like kind of go about it. Even if their opinions differ, you know? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Edwin was kind of talking about this, so I want to I want to bring this up. But the idea of a panel system is, um, you know, like obviously <laughs> for a while, uh, since 2013, Melee has had the top 100. It's been panel based, uh, and in that time, we've seen the PGR now the PGRU pop up uh, for Smash Four and Ultimate, which are not panel based. Uh, I think like the latest iteration was the Contenders, and I think that it was supposed to be a panel-based top 100, uh, but then there was a global pandemic. But, you know, we've seen an algorithm-based uh, list as also one of the biggest lists in Smash. And, like, clearly there's a difference. And, and what Edwin brings up about a panel is that it's up to the panelist uh, discretion, right? You get 30 people to vote on something, and you say, you know, it's up to you to decide what matters. Someone is not going to look at any locals. Someone might look at locals, you know, stuff like that. How? What do you think about the idea of, uh, like, people picking and choosing stuff as to what to count? Like, do you, are you up to the panelist description on stuff like that? Or do you think it should be rigid as to, like, this counts, this doesn't? Um, I think as, like, I think rigidness is, like, kind of good for the most part. I think when it comes to, like, locals and stuff, you can, like, you know, I don't know. It gets, you can, I guess I'm not as opposed to people being like a bit I, I don't know i feel like originate does count like if if you say it's, there's like a scale right and it's like okay locals count less and then this kind of tournament counts that or more than that and then like majors and then super majors or whatever i feel like that's like a fine way do you think it should be explicitly it? told to the panelists that like genesis means more than uh shine which means more than this regional which means more you know do you think it should be explicit in that sense um ah. Uh... I honestly, I don't, I don't have as strong of a take on, on like this as a, compared to like the online stuff because I feel mm -hmm. like it's like a bit different, uh, in that sense because like I don't know I feel like, like I don't know I feel like most people wouldn't count like a weekly the same as like Genesis right and yeah like whatever so I don't know I don't, I don't have too strong of a take on it honestly. I that is like, the beauty of a panel know. system is that hopefully. Yeah you get yeah. people who know a lot about <laughs> melee and they're not like yeah dude what can i say kadoran lost to Noel once at uh verdugo it uh, <laughs> doesn't matter if kadoran got like third at genesis sorry what you <laughs> know he's like yeah like luckily. oh oh man like estrj is uh is like one in ten or like ten and one versus mega x mix ah oh, i don't know like yeah oh, no, right, no I, guess, one... I guess estrj is not top 20 anymore yeah like no <laughs> yeah you, like luckily we like the that's the panel system is like hopefully there's enough people who know their their shit to like you know kind of counterbalance out stuff like that um yeah i don't know it's an interesting thing because obviously we are we are in a time where there are locals there's not a ton of locals with players who are on the ballot um which will be i assume you know hopefully coming back at some point um but we have something else which is like a kind of close corollary to this but pretty different which is the idea of online so I know we were kind of nipping at the butt earlier about this, but yeah, let let's get into it. Let's get into online versus offline. And I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start off by asking answering the question that Blur asked me, which Edwin uh, very graciously cut me off before I could say. Um, I did not count online when I did these lists. I uh, I made my PGR bout first, and then Blur asked if I wanted to be a part of this. I said yes, and after some deliberation, uh, I just thought it was 
not, it wasn't the ease. It wasn't because it was easier. I don't want to seem lazy. It was because I felt like morally weird submitting two separate lists for the same year. Um, so I, I just didn't count online. Uh, and the statement I want to say on this is that I think online counts. Uh, I don't think it counts in the same ranking as offline. I think online is great because it's, you know, with Slippy, with Rollback, it's pretty close to what Melee is. And and the, we know that these results aren't fake, right? We've seen a lot of people do really well, and then they go to a major, and they still do really well, right? Um, you know, if Kajoran suddenly got 97th at every tournament he went to in 2021, maybe then we start to, like, think uh, online doesn't count. Uh, that wasn't the case, you know? So I think it's great for seeding. Uh, I think, you know, it's some, it's stuff that's real, but when you have a report card type thing, like we talked about, I view those two things as pretty separate. It's hard for me to reckon with, um, what does a mango Zane set at summit look like versus a mango Zane set one in Norwalk and one in, I don't know, Norfolk. <laughs> like what is, what is like the, how do you reckon with that? And I don't know, maybe I'm a hypocrite for saying that locals should be counted. And then also going around and saying that online should not be counted. But I, I see them as kind of two separate entities. And and they're very close, but I don't see them as compatible. Wait, can uh, I give you, you a, a macro counter-argument? Sure. Um, How macro? I so, so what is the purpose of a ranking? I always, you know, like to me, the purpose of the ranking is primarily, and this is the most important reason for it, is uh, to grow the scene. That's the number one reason. Um, if the rankings and the way they're formed, whatever way it is, it could be in a, the subjective way we have it, in an, in a, an algorithm, an ELO system, in whatever the fucking way we have our, our ranking system, don't make players of all levels um, incentivized to play the game um, in as many avenues as possible, then they're a failure as a system because that's their purpose. That's their purpose is to make storylines and to make fandom grow and things like that. That's like the fucking point, right? We don't do these things for no reason. We want Moki to give a shit about moving up in the rank. We, but we also want, um, you know, the Owen tour to care about playing the game, right? Like we want all of that. And um, that's, to me, that's the point, right? So to me, like the, the thing that is really hard about excluding things like online is that's probably where we're going to see 90 plus percent of the players exclusively play going forward, right? The majority of the scene is going to be online from now on. And like the slippy numbers and local numbers are not close, right? Like people are on slippy all the fucking time. You queue into a match in one second for a reason. It is literally one of the bigger online games, period, right? Um, and we'll never know the true numbers because... There are really good reasons for that, right? <laughs> you would never want Nintendo to know those numbers. Uh, but point is, is that uh, a lot of motherfuckers are on Slippy. That's that's dope, and that's great. And there, a lot of them will continue to be on Slippy. I don't think it will be impossible that we're really good at the game. We'll just never go to land tournaments, right? Now, I'm not saying those people should be ranked the same or anything like that. But rather, I'm talking about just like how important online is going to be for the scene long term. Um, and for me... I want people entering online tournaments. I think like um, this is skipping ahead a little bit, but like you're seeing that like FlyQuest just put in a, a K a week for TMT, right? Yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> that's like that's 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 big time. And last I checked, Ludwig just hosted an online tournament for a hell of, hell of money. It was one of the biggest prize pools ever, right? And so I just see it from a macro scene building perspective and think that like 
look, online should be a large and robust part of our future. Uh, it won't be our big stage. It won't be our grand final. Like none of us think that, but rather it will probably be a, our, you know, where like those noob tournaments are held where for new, for new players. It will be where people train on a weekly level and, 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 and try to grow as, as, as people. It's where people will grow their streams, you know, like for, through tournament, tournament runs um you know constantly for their content all this stuff we none of the, none of that stuff happens like the, their their streams are less important and less exciting <laughs> when everyone's like these none of these matches matter these these are these are kind of garbage games they, they're, they're, this is all bullshit and so for me like that's really if you're if you're gonna have a tiebreaker this is ultimately it's this is more than a tiebreaker this is like the whole point of the thing the whole point of the exercise to me is to grow the scene and i don't want to do anything that undermines that so we should count it all in mind you mentioned a lot of things. <clears throat> you mentioned a lot of um, wonderful reasons for why online is important. Um, I don't see them as one to one with why rankings should be counting online, though, right? Uh, <clears throat> oh, and two tournaments. Is that a fact? You know, like that's something that's people are going to enter that because there's no <laughs> like no one looking at that from a ranking perspective. Um, and like, yeah, I guess the question of, you know, how is top level uh, competition in the online era? How's that influenced by rankings? Um, because we know that once on offline came back, Summit 11 happened and he, like there still weren't events for a couple months, but there were no big off uh, online events after Summit 11 returned. Um, it just kind of died until LICS came back. You know, you can look at the gallants and even those are pretty small compared to the gallants pre Summit 11. Um, but stuff like people practicing uh, stuff like people growing their stream doesn't seem like it's necessarily in the same boat as it totally is. It's all, it's all the same boat, bro. And, 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 and I think you're thinking really small. So <laughs> you're saying the, the O2 tournament, no one's looking at the results. That's because we haven't automated. We haven't figured out ways of smartly doing uh, like other, other ways of ranking people. I think one of the hardest things and one of the biggest pain points in melee and anyone who, who came up in the scene knows this is that when you're a freaking noob, there's no way to gauge your skill until you're like minimum state PR level. And then people are giving you flowers, right? For sure. But, uh, but like majority of your time, which is usually sometimes four or five years before you're at that level, like you don't even know how good you are and no one cares. Like nothing you do matters. No one's paying attention and you're completely irrelevant, right? That's a really bad system to encourage tournament attendance. That's actually the opposite of encouraging tournament tenants, especially now that tournaments are competing with unranked and like just queuing up and doing that, right? Like where people are like not sure if they have to face the friction of going outside their house and all that, right? So like the, to me, that's like you're you're not seeing rankings for the bigger picture, right? Like ultimately like other, other esports are doing – are solving this problem, which is like they have bronze, silver, gold. They have progression systems for the lower level. Mm -hmm. We should probably think about incorporating that in the way we do our things. But yeah, but well, not just probably be a ranked system at some point. That will help a lot. Like that will help a lot. But um, you know, I think it'd be great if the tournament ecosystem could somehow get funneled into that. Like can 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 be integrated so that actual tournament games are are, are a way we can measure people. But I think the so many problems for for the scene so that's good but also for top level competition i think that like you're again on the toing angle right like kevin deer had like was pulling teeth to try to get players to enter his fucking online tournament mm -hmm. right it was hard and one of the main reasons is because like the players are like not they don't know what the fucking point is what are they what are they putting their name on the line for and that's not good 
we want we want people to like put 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 their but we want to have high level melee matches dude i'm personally i don't know about you i'm personally sick of the cycles of having like two to three months of no fucking real melee content like sure. as a melee fan that shit's whack and what's preventing that stuff from happening is that when someone goes out there and hosts an online tournament the big names don't show up and they won't go you could you'll ask them they won't go right and so like It'd be nice if we incentivize that even a little bit. I want to hear from Edwin Amoki on this really quickly. I want to say one thing is that I think that we are getting a little in the weeds of what rankings mean. Uh, if I could make two disparate statements, I would say should online count. Yes. Should online count 100 or top 50, you know, whatever the future of a PGR looks like uh, that at that point I say no. Right. I think those are two different statements. Um, also, you know, I, I don't know if the future, if you have tournaments that people can go to, land tournaments where it's safe to go to, and not a hassle to internationally cross the border. <laughs> like, if you have uh, tournaments like that, I don't know if top-level people would prefer entering a tournament where they could have an 80-ping match mean, you know, right? Like, if that's their thing that they're going to be based their rank off of, people might shy away from that. We've already seen people shy away from certain tournaments because they don't want it to affect their ranking. I don't see why that that wouldn't affect online. Um, Edwin, I want to hear your thoughts on this. You've been a little quiet. I, was I know actually, you've got thoughts brewing. I was actually gonna to I was actually gonna see Demoki because I want to hear what he, he has to say. And we and we've talked about this a lot already. This is a nice little so, like double play. I'm like throwing the ball to you from third base. <laughs> you're catching it and run it over to first. All right, Moki, what's your thoughts? So, I think like in a perfect world, in my head, I'm, you would probably count it differently, like like we'd saying of like online probably doesn't count on the same ranking or you count it less or whatever. But I think the fact that we're not in that world and there's a <laughs> pandemic and everybody... A perfect like, world wouldn't have COVID. Yeah. So I think like just the fact that everyone is trying... there At least like say last year, right? When nothing mm -hmm. was happening. Um, like everybody was trying and it's all we have. It's just like... It's, it's like all we have, you know? I, I just think like... Like, I don't know. I, 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 I agree that when there's both then it's perfectly fine to count online less and i i'd probably do the same but i just think that in terms of like rankings online versus offline a year where half the year is online because people can't travel there's a pandemic it's like whatever and then half the year is offline then i feel like you kind of have to intermingle it otherwise it's not fair to the people who didn't have the opportunity to travel or like they did like i don't know just like pretty yeah pretty much that just it here's, feels unfair to the people who here's what i'll say we the, for the next two months minimum, um, the biggest and most important tournaments in the melee scene will be the fucking TMT onlines, right? There's literally going to sure. be nothing until then, right? For the next two months, that's just straight up. That's all that matters. And then you're going to be telling me that that entire for the whole entire two months, we got to be, be like, now this shit matters. None of this shit matters. This is all whack. This is all lame. This is a waiting room uh, for Genesis and 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 those tournaments. And we're all just here twiddling our thumbs for two months. You're telling me that's just fucking good for the scene? I don't think it is. <laughs> I think that's really bad for the scene. Uh, and so, I, like, I just I don't want to live in a world where we're in that mentality, and I think it's corrosive. So I'd rather not participate in it. I think the I think the the main reason why I don't agree with you is so uh, well captured by Moki. But the main the main thing is that like when when the conditions for actually playing melee against other people are limited to just online and you're making a rankings list for an entire year. I do agree that online and offline are separate. Like I would never treat, like, I think we can all agree that like 
I, I think Zane or Mango would ra- rather win Genesis than win than LACS, right? But like, if LACS is the only like thing that's around that's that's worth winning at at, at a um, or if an event like LACS is the only like way that players can test their skills against each yeah. other in the case of traveling, uh, I just think it's really wrong. Like, I think I think it's a bad. I, I think it sets a. I think like if they're both around, I can understand treating them separate because the options are there. But in the reality we live in, when we're assessing how players are doing in their in Wheat's wonderful report card uh, <laughs> analogy, I just yeah, I just think it, it's like very. Um, I think it gets rid of the it gets rid of the stakes for what we have, and also I, I'll say it like I do. I I agree that there's like hundred pink sets here and there and stuff that's bad, but like it, it's kind of like. I I don't I actually don't really like the argument that's used to like cite individual like examples of like high profile sets that are bad or like played on bad ping because like I think online is actually a pretty good way in terms of sorting the like the mid level of players through sheer like volume. I think there's there's so much data that it gives us that I would say that like I think like a pretty good like I don't think assault assault mines event or whatever is like equal to say like say like smash camp or anything obviously but i do think that like it's it's functionally like it I, I do think it falls functionally within like the locals category of results that it's better to to have that to kind of use as the initial smell test for how a player might do plus, and then seeing if majors back up the true story plus i mean if we're being honest like look at the online results they've looked like what i think land results would be pretty much good, we, yeah we've had only one outlier and that was hbox before he turned his bluetooth headphones off <laughs> Before he swished headphones. That was the one outlier. <laughs> Ever since he swished, all of a sudden the Harry Potter's losses are gone. Like, every online tournament he goes in, it's like first, second or something, you know? And it's like pretty normal with what you'd expect him to do. You know what I mean? It hasn't been that weird. So, I don't know, man. Like, for me, it, it feels like if, if anything speaks to his legitimacy is that, right? Whereas, by the way, when you look at ultimate online results, it's literally chaos. It's <laughs> actual chaos. Like, that I'm like, all right, <laughs> all right, all right. This is actually straight whack. But the truth is, the slippy's really good. It's it's genuinely really fucking good. Um, and so it doesn't look that different to me. Blur, did you know that there is for ultimate? There is a Wi-Fi rank. Did you know this? Wi-Fi warrior rank. That's pretty w- funny. WR. This has existed since like 2018. This has existed since the Smash Four days. They've been on the idea of net play only uh rankings and they like, actually have a lot of players that are, are wi-fi warriors only like they, un- unironically sure. there's like legitimate people who are insanely good at that game who have never gone to a tournament and they will we never talk about the reasons why online's great for melee uh and and a lot of the reasons are there's young people who don't have access to transportation to get to tournaments there are people from areas of the world where they can't easily get to big tournaments mm-hmm. um like there's a lot of different reasons. You talk about that for melee, it goes double for ultimate because they are younger than us and more international than us. So for sure, they deserve a reason to have something like that. Um, I kind of want to wrap this up soon because I feel like we've we've gotten to a good point. But I, I want to quickly ask, like, would we be opposed to the idea of a separate online rank? Yes. Why so you want all these rank like literally so you want like, it all the same? The more rankings you have, the the more confusing it is for spectators. The, let's let's just fucking. 
Well, you make a fucking on, list, but, but you made your own rank adding to adding to a PGR. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I don't think I actually we made two lists. I mean, I think we made one list, which is which is the fucking one I made. I think what they made is the fucking tier list. Who the fuck gives a shit about wow. tier list? What the fuck is that shit, bro? Like, uh, like oh the Damn. B tier, oh the B tier. Like, what am I? What are, they don't make a list. There's one list out right now. There's 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 like a whole another thing that like this tier tear crap that they're doing but there's the legitimately there's one list out right now in my opinion and and that's 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 the one that's that's out there moki i want to pick your brain on this um so. i know that you are an international player yeah uh and so that like right now that is harder it is harder for you to get to stuff and even when we're you know in perfect times i know that flight prices are higher and everything like that so it's not you know maybe not the best example but how would you feel about a ranking that combined um uh, i know you said you want it separate but like going into a set how would you feel about entering a tournament? Would you like stop entering tournaments that are big because you might have the chance to play like meds in Arizona or something as an important set, or would you continue to enter? Like, would this, do you think this will stop players from entering top level events, online events? Um, what if there was like separate rankings or if, if there were them? this, let's say there's one combined ranking, right? Yeah. Um, like, does that, do you think the top player mentality is to like enter more events? Cause they count. Or to not enter events because they, like, they're mixed with with uh, in person events. Honestly, I guess it could go both ways, right? It could be like people want to enter it more because they, I guess, I guess if offline's back, I could see it making people enter less mm -hmm. because they would be like, "Fuck this!" Like, they'd probably, probably be entering enter less more. already, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, they, they'd be like, fuck this even more, I guess, and just be like, yeah, like, I may as well just not enter because I'd rather go to this and play on LAN and whatever it's going to potentially harm my year. But I think the thing with online rankings also that I think could be weird is that, like, like I, I guess, like, on, like, I don't know, having, like, a separate rank for online and offline, online just sounds very, it, I feel like it, like, delegitimizes it a, a bit just by separating mm -hmm. it to the point where people probably wouldn't care about it that much. And I just don't, I don't, I guess I don't really know the, uh, like a, a good fix for it. Cause I could see it. There's like, I guess issues <laughs> with, uh, whichever way you go about it. We're kind of talking from a perspective a little further in the future than, than when online was really at the highest. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe if, if, uh, before summit 11, if summit 11 hits and we immediately drop a top 50 online from, july 2020 when slippy drops to june 2021 right before summit you know maybe maybe is that a different story uh uh what like if we like are you talking about it, if we're making it then or yeah if we were making it then like an online only ranking but also before land came back so there wasn't like separation of the two it was just online being ranked i think because that, that one i'd be like... more okay with yeah. i don't like the mixing of the two and I don't think they, I think you're right. I think Blur's guy has a great point that like having two separate lists doesn't feel right. Um, but if there were an online only ranking when online was the only thing legitimately, I think that would be something I'd be more okay with. Yeah, I, I'd be okay with that. I wouldn't have issues with that, I think. Edwin, what are your thoughts? I think this is where a panel system is beautiful. I think, <laughs> I think it would be great to have a group of knowledgeable people given the data that they have um, organized, obviously, in what's online versus what is a local versus what is a major and whatnot. I think this is something that, like, I, I would trust, like, maybe not everyone in the scene, 
but many of the panelists, at least the the ones with Melee stats, maybe maybe I'm just maybe I just think Melee stats should always do rankings because we're good at it. But I think this is actually I, I think this is like one of the, the beautiful things about a panel system. I, and and I would also argue that I think it's better to have the data there for the com- for representatives of the community to decide what they want to do with it, right? So I and this is this is this is why this this whole thing is so great, right? Like I don't agree with we at all about online hey, versus offline you. for 2021. <laughs> I think I think that's a I, I I just think that's a really a I I don't agree with that approach for last year. You're gonna but call me close minded. <laughs> Yes, but I think that this is a perspective that people that knowledge that someone who is knowledgeable about the scene has. I think that there's other people like I I won't say I think online and offline are the same, but there, but there might be someone who thinks that like the volume of online is like at like a higher weight than like everyone else in a way that I think that maybe maybe I don't think is necessarily fair. Like maybe maybe this person thinks that like. 10 salt mines results are equal to like are are equal to I, I always go back to the salt mines for some reason like like 10 results there are equal to like one big northeast regional or something right maybe i look at that person's list and i think wow you're you're nuts like i wouldn't do this but this is the beauty of a panel system you have all these different perspectives weighed in how the community feels about these things so i, I so that that would be point. my answer at this point, you got to learn democracy doesn't work. You're shaking hands at both sides of the aisle. Guess what? Nothing gets done. You, you I, I think we've made good points about why online should count. I think I made wonderful points about why online should not count. But I think you got to pick one, right? Going into the 2022 MPGR, whatever it is, if it's a tier list, if it's a top 100, if it's a top 50, whatever it is, I think the one thing that needs to be done is there needs to be clear delineation between whether or not online is counted and whether or not it's not i don't want everything to be in the data and then it's just like what they say they're doing again do do i have to do this shit again i I, like i barely got got done with like i literally had to go through like jagzilla and and edwin had to drag me to the finish line on this yeah i don't think we mentioned that is that you (laughs) whatever we don't have to talk about it we don't really talk about discord message that said really quickly i really don't want to fucking i I don't want to do it again can they just fix their shit like what's the problem here like wait so really quickly so easy we all came into this conversation where me, Moki, and Blur all agree that online should count in some capacity. And Guess what? Said you guys no. didn't change my mind. Yeah, we're, we're, re- we're, re-entering, we're, re- we're uh, re-entering this <laughs> argument again. Blur and Moki, have your opinions changed at all? Absolutely not. I'm also a closed-minded person. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think it should still, I think it should still count and be up to the discretion of the panel. What do you think, Moki? Two people who would never change their mind ever. I think we made good points. Oh, but I disagree still. Oh, you're destroyed. You're destroyed. We, you lose. You lose. I win. Edwin wins. Edwin, Edwin always wins. You no, know it's a good conversation lost. when you're, no one changes their mind. Your points are worse than I. Hey, you're worse yeah. than they're worse than mine. They're worse than blurs. They're worse than Moki. No. It's three three years of one. You lose. I think I won because I'm speaking to a good friend of mine. I'm speaking to two people who I admire. I'm in front of. I can't see the Twitch numbers, but I assume thousands of adoring fans and all those fans probably agree with me. So that sounds like a loser to me. Well, Edwin, it's we've, uh, we've got two losers to name in our next segment here. 
Blur, we did not do an Edward Bunny and Sock Exchange last time you were around, and Moki, mm. I'm not sure if it existed while you were around. We, on we our did last one, episode. yeah. We did okay, one. What is so, it? so you know what it is. Edwin, do you what want to explain it? what this is? Yeah, so basically, I just ask you a bunch of hot topic questions <laughs> in a different format, you and you get like 30 more, seconds to, you get 30 seconds to answer it. All right, you ready? And I, I'm going to go through like each of each of you gets like 30 seconds to talk. Edwin, I'm you, I actually you... keeping like track of time here. It's just 30 seconds kind of loose. Like Edwin, I know you're a big sound effects guy, and we've gone really crazy on like you know back and forth on what we should do for a soundboard. And and Ambie and I think that you should not be allowed a soundboard. I think you should have That's an bullshit, intro for man. the Edwin Budding Sock Exchange. There should be like a like a sound like the Wall Street, you know, like whistle or whatever. <laughs> just like a bell or something. Is your way to trying to compromise me? <laughs> no, I would never. I would never compromise. No, this. Me. No, no. You're saying a sound. This is pretty close. I, I'm I have see how far I can pull this. And I, the only reason I'm bringing, but it, it involves a sound. I believe in the idea. No, but it, but it involves a sound. You, you were against sounds totally before. Let's go ahead with the Edwin Budding stock exchange. All right, so our first segment is called Buy One, Sell One. So I'm going to name two things in Melee, and you got to tell me which one are you buying and which one are you selling. Within 30 you can only seconds, buy one, right? you can only sell one. Okay. All right. So the first one, and I'm going to start with Moki. Okay. Moki, are you buying Falco Optimism? Or Excuse me, let me try that again. <laughs> buy One, Sell One, Falco Optimism or Falco Pessimism? Like in terms of how people think their character is or oh yeah I, how i think their character is right kind of uh i'm gonna buy uh let's say falco optimism i'm gonna buy that and i'm gonna sell falco because dude there's so many okay online you know so many fucking people play falco i go on unranked and so many people and i feel like especially when we we go back to more off uh like offline stuff some, some of those people have to be good right like there's just so many like there's surely some of them surely really disgusting like <laughs> not so the way they're playing dude let me tell you something <laughs> the way they're playing they're gonna be hard stuck for a long time blur did blur did interrupt you so i'm actually gonna go to wheat next blur you gotta wait you gotta wait your turn yeah. how many seconds did blur talk right there we, you should deduct that from yeah that's like five or ten like, all right wait, well double that for the penalty so he's got 10 seconds to talk uh you know what uh edwin i, I almost called you wheat by accident you know what edwin uh i'm going to buy falco uh optimism i i think that pessimism in these days in these online times where we're hopefully going back to to uh offline <laughs> that could be a good idea to buy pessimism but uh i know I, I think we've got some really great falco mans uh and as long as you are on twitter and follow or are following someone who likes any of the tweets from the, these two accounts, Fiction IRL and SSBM Ginger. I think it's impossible to not see Falco Optimism. Uh, we talked about this before. Fiction got, like, destroyed by Kadoran. It? it was close. It was close. To us. But he, he lost two sets of Kadoran, and he was like, yeah, Falco wins that. And how many times have you seen Fox players get destroyed by Marth and then say Fox wins that? Come on. I gotta go with Falco on this one. Fal All right, Blur. Falco optimism. You got the last word. Um, so I mean, I think it's pretty clear Falco optimism. I think that character is broken. Um, I don't like I, you know it, we love to make tier lists, but the truth is, is it's, it's very possible that Falco is the best character in the game. It's also very possible that Falco is like fucking fifth or some bullshit. But it's more likely that he's in the top three and. Very, very possible still that he's the best. He's fucking insane. 
right? Um, you just look at the character's tools. Uh, he can do double laser from ledge, ledge dash, and side B, and all those are like uncoverable. Like as a, a when you when you mix them in by like pretty much all the top tiers, that's like kind of insane. And then you have lasers like for stage control. You laser a cornered opponent, and like you actually like break down all the right. game. And you're like, what the fuck can they do? Okay. Um, so the so, no, point right. is, so is Falco's broken, and also the player base, the player base, the flashes of the world, the fiction's going to get even better. Like, okay, they're, all they're right, crazy. we got to move on to the second question. Wheat, buy one, sell one. Pikachu Fox as a dual main, or Sheik as a solo main. Wait, are you telling us what? Um, who won? Oh right, oh Wheat won. The, on the wheat screen. won the first one. I, I forgot. Oh, you know, I forgot rusty. to say for for Falco. Falcon's better. There's more Falcons. He's good at that matchup. She can Peach, where the you know who uh, even ish one way or another. Okay, uh, wheat. The less cheeks and Peach. Yeah, go on. Uh, really, what was the question? So it was Pikachu Fox as a dual main or solo maining Sheik. You have to buy one. You have to sell one. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna uh, buy solo maining Sheik. I I don't believe that uh, solo or what was it? A, a dual main of Pikachu Fox will stick around. We've talked about this. It's like. <laughs> The idea of having a, a, a mid-tier and then having a high-tier secondary for the bad matchups is just like, well, that's probably just going to turn into a Fox main and you go Pikachu for Marth, right? Like, there's very few things where it's you'll be able to, like, balance it all and be like, no, I got to play Pikachu versus... That Fox. sounds broken, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like they're buying. <laughs> I, I'm going to sell because I don't think it exists being a dual main of those okay. two characters because eventually you just become a fox main who's got a Pikachu secondary. All right, Blur did interrupt again. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to actually skip him for, uh, for for this one and go straight to He's doing it on Moki. purpose. He knows that it's best to be last. Oh my God. All right, Moki, tell me Pikachu Fox is a dual main or solo maining Sheik? You got to buy one, sell one. Dude, it's so hard. I might. Oh my God. I might legit say pikachu fox just, i think she i think Sheik is so good but like it's like, like fox is just a busted like it like we're not just specifying what dual maining is we don't like it doesn't specify how much someone uses fox compared to pikachu um i'm gonna say yeah like i don't know like pikachu you, you could cheese out the fast followers a little bit if people don't know the matchup also marth pretty good then you know you play against Sheik, you just go fox you whip out your fox you go ham you know you play against like puff you whip out your fox you go ham i don't know i feel like it covers some bases it's not like the best dual main but like i can see it you know swift's popping off swift looks disgusting he beat hbox with his fox and then he beats someone else with his pikachu it's all right blur <laughs> i think i know where you're leaning on this but this give me your is, answer this is, a, this is an easy one pika fox is an insane combo that care that that combo is like is 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 just just filthy uh, Sheik, you're gonna have to learn some really hard matchups, but you know Sheik is a good character. You can do it. Um, you know, with between you know the spaces, Puff and uh, ICs, like those are things you're gonna you're gonna have to sort through. Uh, with you know Pikachu, you have like two counter picks on so many characters. You have FD and Fountain on both sp on spaces and Falcon. Like that's pretty fucking disgusting. Last I checked, and you're gonna have a Fox in your back pocket in case they actually know the matchup. Um, which is, which is like insane to, uh, of itself. Plus you're going to have like a hundred percent win rate against Marth, which is like 20% of the scene. So that's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I, I feel like Pika right. Fox is, is, is nuts. I, uh, loved the emotional candor of <laughs> Blur's answer. So I'm going to give it to him there. Um, definitely, definitely sounds very legit. 
Okay. It won't exist. The <laughs> last buy one, exist. sell one blur. You don't get to interrupt anyone this time because I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna start with you. You gotta tell me, buy one, sell one, Pikachu or Ice Climbers. This is like the easiest question of all my my entire life. You're talking about an extinct character. Literally, we banned this character, but somehow some some a dude snuck into the top thirty. Don't ask me about that. Slug somehow made it. Um, but for the most part, a, a character that's completely out of the metagame, um, except for one guy who's like basically exploiting. He's he's changed he's changed the game, um, and then and then you have this other character which I think is is just genuinely pretty good. I mean, obviously, like people like overrated. Like, you know, I, I I'm I've always been of the opinion that like the actual top tiers of the game are actually just stupid, um, and melee is really like a six seven character game. But I think okay, Blur, you gotta give me the an answer. The is like the best the best of the next and still viable. And, okay, so uh, you're buying Pikachu and selling Ices. Uh yeah absolutely. Okay, wait. Tell me, Pikachu, Ices, buy one, sell one. I'm gonna name three sets, Edwin, and and you should be able to figure out from there. Slug versus none at main stage. Lunar Dusk versus KGH at LACS four, and Chudat versus Akal at LACS four. We go through ebbs and flows to this character where everyone thinks they're great versus the character, and then they forget to learn the matchup, and they come back, and guess what? We have seen an Ice Climbers in the top 30. And, and like, the what? The idea that Pikachu is suddenly going to be good because we've got Axe, who's probably at the worst that he's been in years, still very good. I, I like Axe, but just performance-wise, this year's not been too hot for him. And we've got a guy who is going Fox more often. Uh, like, I, I don't buy that, that Pikachu is something other than two outliers. Uh, Ice Climbers, I believe... Uh, okay, P. Like we'll continue. He interrupted. <laughs> uh i i believe that ice climbers have the ability to always do well in the meta even when you know it like the the resilience has been shown and even though they don't have wobbling they're still seeing really good results and and i think that they do well versus characters like Sheik. if if i see an ice climbers play ben like come on man i love ben but uh but there's All a right, lot of people so who they get in it you put an ice climber in someone's path, and then suddenly I I'm a little more. So worried. you're buying ices and so I'm buying ices. Got it, Moki. Tell me what slug. you think. I think this is a very good question because <laughs> it's very hard. Um, I might buy ices as well. I think that, especially against fast fallers, obviously Pikachu does pretty good against fast fallers and whatever as well. But like I don't know, especially like right now, people kind of forget to match up the tiniest bit. And I also think that since Wobbling was just banned, like, obviously the character's nerfed a bit, but, like, people are pushing the character in other ways. And, like, when I play Slug or Lunar Dusk at LACS or whatever, I'm like, dude, how the fuck did you hit me with that? Like, I swear to God, like, Ice Climbers were not, like, this good, like, a while ago because they're, like, pu like forcing, um, like, uh, like uh, improvements in other aspects of the character, and they're, like, really pushing it. And, uh, like, I don't know, I think they both struggle against kind of similar matchups a lot of the time like peach sucks for both of them puff sucks for both but like i don't know still if you're icy's and you get a grab on one of them somehow at the edge you still kill them you know or like whatever i don't know so you're gonna buy icy's and sell the pikachu yeah all right i'm gonna give this one to wheat also army versus ginger at rollback rumble the big one Remember okay that? <laughs> i i do wait moki real quick speaking of ice climbers i never asked you this you beat Ryan Ford with Ice Climbers once, right? It was at a weekly, and he went Falco all the games except the last game. Okay. He went Fox. 
I watched I, that. I wobbled. I wobbled so fucking hard. I watched that yeah. live. Then did you go? Did you go? Icy's versus KK after that? Yeah, I got. I, I got three but it was like, close, dude. After tried to set, look for the the vods or like funny. the tournament. Could not find that. And I remember telling people that you you beat Ryan Ford with Icy's, and no one would believe it. Dude, Mookie. Yeah, so, what's up? <laughs> All right, we're gonna go into our second second segment, and I I want you to start it. It's called "Are You Buying the Dip." I'm going to name something that's currently at a low evaluation, and you're going to tell me if you're going to buy it with the expectation that it's going to increase in its stock, okay? So basically something that's on the low that you think is going to blow up, okay? So Moki, tell me, are you buying the dip on Arcadians? Yeah. Easily. I think like a juicy Arcadian right now would be so sick. Especially like depending on uh what the criteria is for the Arcadian. If we're like, okay, people who like if if you're letting people who are like um they weren't ranked before, I guess, like on land or something, and you're letting like the people like Aklo or whoever in, like depending on what your criteria is, that's like a lot of people that people know. And even if you're not excluding like the MPGR contenders, there are like so many people on this list who are really good that people are gonna be like, Oh shit, this guy entered this tournament, let me watch this. Um, so I'm, I'm easily, yeah, I'm easily buying the dip on that. I've been thinking that actually the last like week I had the thought, I'm like a nice juicy, like, you know, like national Arcadian or something like that would be, that'd be sick. All right. Wait, tell me, are you buying the dip on Arcadians? You know what? I've got a little bit of a small buffer here, so I'm going to, I'm going to be the dissenting opinion. I'm not going to do it. Do you know, want to know why it's a great idea. And if it were ever to happen, it'd be a ton of people. I don't think Tio's want to run it because it's a headache to figure out what Moki was just saying, right? With online, a lot of people have not been re- releasing rankings. There's people who only play online. Uh, and online, Arcadian would be sick. But like the logistics of it and having to decide who counts and who doesn't, I think is not worth it for any of these large Tio's. I mean, it'll be really cool. And obviously, we've got a lot of events that cater to lower level players like, you know, Tired of O2 or uh, Only Noobs and stuff like that. So it's very possible, but I mean, I, I've seen nothing that makes me see that like TOs want to run something like this. So if it were to ever happen, it'd be a great idea, but I'm going to be the dissenting opinion. I'm going to say, I'm not going to buy it because I don't think it's going to happen. Blur, anytime, Arcadians, anytime you buying the dip? Yes. And I'm holding until ranked comes out, which is when I think it will spike. So I think people will be able to do stuff like, oh, only bronze players, only silver players, shit like that. Because what Wheat's saying is right, that right now it's just actually really hard to host an Arcadian because we don't have rankings that go very far down. Um, and we don't have a lot of regional rankings. Only SoCal put one out, but like for the most part, regions aren't doing rankings right now. So I don't even know how you could do one. Like I, I can't say it's going to be pop off right now because like I don't, most regions you couldn't even do one if you wanted to. Um, and so, yeah, I think once Slippy Ranked comes out, Arcadians will be real big in the scene. And I think they'll be play a big role. All right, this one goes to Moki. So for the uh, for the next question of are you buying the dip? Wheat, are you buying the dip on crew battles? Uh, yeah, I'll buy the dip on crew battles. Do you want to know why? SoCal NorCal crew battle is amazing. I put it on. Uh, I got all these weirdos to care about something. They, none of them got paid for it. There was no, there was nothing behind this except for their love of Genesis and their tolerance of me as a person. 
Uh, and if that's the case, if that awesome crew battle could come out of that, then I, I truly believe that we will be seeing crew battles uh, at, at events. I mean, people were were hungry for like Moderna versus Pfizer crew battles. Obviously, you know, people don't care about that that much more. Um, but I, I think like that's a fun thing that logistically is a pretty much a nightmare online. And that's the reason why like we really haven't seen them aside from uh, homemade waffles having that crew battle segment. Um, it's just something that that like the logistics of running online makes it kind of a headache and people tend to shy away from it because it's not worth the effort. But in person where you can just get five people huddled up and just swap them out. I think it's a great entertainment value. And I think that's something that the community's done for years. I'm definitely, yeah, that that's going to continue. Blur crew battles. You buying the dip? Yeah. Cause it can't go any lower. I mean, shit. Um, same with doubles, right? It's kind of like uh, in terms of, you know, the other two melee has always been like a, a a three format game uh like a 2.5 i'd say with doubles and singles and then cruise has always been like the other format um and for whatever reason the first time in my my time in melee it's turned into a one uh one you know uh, basically like a, a single format game um ever since covid started which is like super weird um and uh i i don't really think the the stock of of, of cruise could go lower so why not you know, and may, if these garbage STOs like start running it like they should be, um, then uh, it'll find great success because crews are entertaining and everyone loves them. So it, it really depends on if the TOs pick, pick up on it. All right. Tell me what you think, Moki. So I think there's no way I win this one because I am <laughs> hesitantly going to buy them because I don't like playing them that much. <laughs> Personally, I, I think they're an annoying format to play. But with stuff coming back and the uh, environment around them to watch them, it's really fucking sick. And we haven't been able to do that because especially like a regional crew battle like at Big House, it's like everyone has their boys behind them. Everyone's fucking losing their shit because it's like, man, like we're the best region. Canada, let's go. Or uh, Midwest, let's go. And I think that that environment's been missing for a long time. And that's kind of why people play Melee is because of that kind of like rowdiness. And um, that is bound to go up once something's actually able to be run like that because i know waf did like an online crew battle and it didn't really feel like the same in terms of that because you didn't have people there like screaming that's like the point of it you, you just watch your people you support just and scream and holler and whatever and it's a, mm -hmm. it's a fun time so i'm, I'm i am buying it right. i guess i'm not hesitantly buying it anymore but all of you <laughs> all of you had very good answers i gotta give that one to moki again so you know, two <sighs> two points psychology baby Oh, yeah. So, for the last question on are you buying the dip, Blur, are you buying the dip? And listen closely because this is a little, this, this is a specific thing. Are you buying the dip on combo videos? Um, why is it specific? Well, I don't understand why that was a hard question. Well, not like combo clips, combo videos. Oh, I see. Um, I say no because of exactly what you just said. I think combo clips and like little short things like when Acidex or Forest or Ryobi post things seem to be the way it's been going. Um, people aren't really doing full on edited stuff at the moment because short form seems to be the fix for now. And I, I expect that to continue for a bit. We. Uh, I'd probably be interested to know what you specifically say it's clip versus video. Like, um, and I, I don't know if I can ask answer questions in these segments, but uh, if you were to consider like multiple different interactions from different games being put together, 
multiple different combos. If that's a clip, then yeah, I don't think I'm buying this. Uh, if that's a video, then yeah, I would buy it. I, I think that um, Slippy and, and stuff like Clippy has given people a lot of amazing ways to capture stuff that they do in-game. Uh, and it's literally the best way that people can... That's, like, ever existed in Melee. Uh, but Blur's right. Like, people aren't clicking on YouTube videos. People Like, the, the way that these get shared to the world has changed. Um, we do see Acidics, and we do see Forest, and we do see people like this, like Bab and, and uh, Squid the Cat. They do put together multiple different clips, multiple different combos into one longer video maybe it has music maybe it doesn't it's up to you whether i don't know if, if like a minute long twitter video counts um i guess my answer for this is if a yeah if it can be shown on twitter yes i think that's a great thing i'm buying the dip if it has to be something where like it shows a clip on twitter and you have to like click the link to go to youtube no people aren't doing that yeah I, um, that's what I, like a classic youtube upload comedy no video. i think the world has changed I think uh, people don't use YouTube like that for combo videos anymore, so I'm not buying that dip. All right, Moki, Mr. Combo Man himself, you get the last word. I am not buying the dip because uh, I actually, went, uh, when I was first getting into the scene, I love combo videos, and I honestly attribute a lot of the reason I got good at Melee because I'd watch his combo videos. I'd wake up, there was, I had one combo video I'd watch every single day. I'd wake up, watch it, and then go and grind Melee and try to copy shit. And like... Um, it's just not like I can't really bring myself to watch them anymore. I just like I don't know. Like I don't want to like listen to music and watch the video. It's just I think that clips. Yeah, like we're like Zoomer brain now. We just like little little tidbits. I think like clip channels are like a good idea because you can just like if you want to watch a combo, you can just like click on it and like you watch something, or like it pops up on Twitter and it's cool. It's just like I don't know. It's like a commitment to watch a combo video, and there's nothing much more to it than just like watching, you know, combos with music. And sometimes you don't want to necessarily do that anymore, especially when there's like that used to be like the big way to watch it because people would make comedy videos. And now it's like there's just there's just clips. It's a lot easier to just like watch clips in like a sitting. I don't know. I am very impressed because Moki, you have just won the Are You Buying the Dip Triple Crown <laughs> based on yes, your answer. I think that. Before? Yeah, I think that might be a first. I'll have to go check the uh, to the archive. Think you're just sucking up to him, to be honest. I don't think he's <laughs> had a better answer than me and Blur this entire game. Yeah, he's had, pre I mean, he's had pretty I'm, good answers. He's had pretty good answers. If I'm honest, I didn't even. You guys have good answers too. I think we've not pretty good answers. I think Moki's been pretty good, but I think we. Well, remember, remember, he's only had three points. Moki, uh, right, Moki no, could still lose. Let's go to the yeah, uh, whatever the next one is. The next one is is it the next one is is it a bubble? So this is the opposite of are you buying a dip? I'm gonna name a stock that seems to have currently high value in the market. That uh, you're gonna tell me whether uh, you think it's gonna go down, basically like if you think something is a fad, or whether you think it's gonna continue going upward for the long term. So Moki. So. Is multi-turning on the same night a bubble? I think that will go down. Yeah, I think people are doing it a lot. I think some people still do it, but I, I don't know. I've seen posts recently about people just being like, yeah, this shouldn't be acceptable. And I think that's like the, the common opinion that people have had for a while. But I, I've seen like, I don't remember who it was, but I think I saw someone like specifically say like, you're not allowed to do this. And if you're in another tournament, we'll DQ you. And I think I wouldn't be shocked if, like, especially, like, because that only happens during weeklies and stuff. I wouldn't really be shocked if people were like, yeah, we're just going to do this. Because, like, it just holds it up. It wastes people time, uh, people's times. And it's just it's annoying. Even if it's fun to watch for the viewers of that person's stream. It's just, uh, as everyone else, it's is fucking annoyed. <laughs> we, multi-turning, 
Is it a bubble? I've got two things that I want to say here really quickly before I answer. I, I think you've gone Moki Wheat Blur like three times in a row. Uh, I don't think that's supposed to happen. And also, you asked this question last Edwin Bunny and Sock Exchange. You asked me and Ipengu. And I saw, I'll say what I said before. No, wait. It's yeah, not the yes. same question. It's slightly different, but similar topic. I think it's topic. the same exact thing. It's not yes. the same. It, yes, I it asked is. about Mech's attendance specifically. Okay. This is, yes, I'm it is about... a bubble because of people like Mech, because people have uh, gotten quote-unquote popular like it's been known that they're multi-tournament we know that mech does it we know that no flexus does it uh and if you look at east coast fridays if you go to their smash gg page they literally have a rule that says you'll be dq'd if you do multi-tournament uh and and you have tos like sidward who i uh, I bet will do the same thing you've got people who are willing to run online events who are of this mindset and it's (laughs) i will say this one thing about uh tournaments rules and toing is that TOs love to copy paste rule sets, and and I definitely think that there will be a future very soon where if you're making an online tournament, it's going to be in right in the rule set, right where it says like wobbling is not allowed. It'll say multi tournament is not allowed. So while I think that this was a question that I answered two weeks ago, I will that will be my answer. Multi tournament. It was not. You a, answered a slightly different, but you gave a good answer. The question is if blur I'm or, or Moki. <laughs> All right, blur. Tell me, multi turning on the same night. I almost want to give a shit answer because I don't want to win this stupid game that, that Edwin's playing. Give me one point so far. I don't give a fuck about your opinion of me, Edwin. What do you think this is? It's my stock uh, exchange, Blur. You got to give an answer. I don't give a, I don't, <laughs> you're, I'm, just, you're, now I'm trying to go for the worst answer possible at this point. You know, um, yeah, bro. Like, I feel like uh, if if it continues to be a problem, people are gonna ban it. Like, it's like obvious. I think double limb formats for online events are all already kind of shaky. I still think the ladder format's the best one we got, but like, obviously, there's a finals with 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 uh, with the bracket. So, yeah, man, don't hold up matches. Like, that's why I'm giving this one to Wheat. So, I think we got a tie for first. Sweet. Uh, I think I won Wheat. that point last time. <laughs> Wheat, is yeah. the Nintendo Circuit a bubble? <laughs> Man, I I don't know. And uh, so this is something that was announced in November uh, of 2021, and we have not really heard from it, right? Um, and I don't. I truly don't know what to say because uh, I don't really know a ton, and I don't know how much other people here know, right? Um, but one thing that is uh, a little bit damning you know we we were in the melee stats podcast discord and we were talking about um midwest majors and i said you know what combo breaker we might not think of it as such combo breaker is something that nintendo might look for combo breaker is a, a huge event in almost every other uh circuit right if you look at like the mortal Kombat circuit or the street fighter circuit you know dragon ball fighters whatever whatever has a circuit has combo breaker as like a huge event obviously melee's not been huge at combo breaker but it could be something that Nintendo, knowing that type of stuff, would look out for. Uh, we saw the combo breaker announcement; it didn't have melee. Um, so I would say, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that this will come around, right? Like, I, I think that the circuit will happen. Uh, but with the information that I'm given right now and the inferences that I can make, sure, I'll say it's a bubble. I'll be a little fun, a little cheeky. Blur, tell me, Nintendo circuit is it a bubble? Um. It depends. I guess I think uh, absolutely sell if we're going off uh, what people's expect, like the videos that were put out when it was announced. 
Uh, I would have sold that day of, you know, I would have been <laughs> selling the day people were putting all these fucking hype videos out. Acebox was screaming to a mic. People were crying and, and hugging their children because there was a licensing deal. Like, bro, <laughs> Genesis got partnered before too. How would that work out? You know, like, it's not exactly, this is not new territory, not the way I'm looking at it. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I wasn't really hugging and crying, uh, crying at the time. Uh, I, I sold back then I'm selling now. Um, but it might happen, you know, uh, we haven't gotten like much information about it. I am still extraordinarily skeptical about, uh, it and I will continue to be because that's, I think the logical place to be. If you're a smash fan, um, you can read a, a great blog post by me from back then. Everything I said then holds true. They need to be transparent about this. If they're going to do it, uh, they haven't been, um, uh, maybe, they will be uh, going forward, but um, yeah, at the moment, um, I'm I've already sold my stock. I sold it months ago, um, you know, and, and they kind of need to convince me to to have me buy it back. And Moki, I kind of agree with that for the most part as well. Which I like. I I'm not going to uh, whatever the term is. I I don't have faith in it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am skeptical. I was skeptical as soon as it came out. Um, and, like, especially in the last couple months, like, Nintendo's done some kind of, like, sketchy stuff. Like, I, I Gilva Sunner or Silva Gunner or whatever. Like, they're still doing, like, a bunch of their, like, Nintendo uh, Nintendo antics. And I just, I don't know. I, like, I have faith in Panda. I, I truly do. But I just, I have, like, negative faith in Nintendo. Like, they like to just go out of their way and, like, stomp on everything that people like. So, like, I wouldn't be shocked. And, like, I know that in the um the announcement, they, like, it says how there's, like, a monetary prize. But it also doesn't say how much. Like, they could, like, <laughs> a monetary prize could be, like, five bucks. Like, it could, like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't really have too much faith in it as, like, a I guess a pessimist, a, you know, a skeptic of Nintendo. I am, uh, you know. All right. I'm going to give this one to Blur. Which uh, even should make the game a little bit closer. I'm so gracious <laughs> for your fucking points. The you take the point back. Take the point back. I don't want the point. <laughs> you Give it a uh, No, you gotta take this. the point. I don't want this fucking point. <laughs> All right. Well, you get to you get to answer the next question. The last one of the is it a bubble segment? You're allowed to answer. <laughs> Blur. Is Peach players or are Peach players beating Fox players a bubble or not? Um. That's actually a hard question. Uh, I'm going to say it's not a bubble uh, because I think the Peaches... I think Polish is here to stay, first of all. I think that guy's... or uh, I think their approach to Peach is very different, uh, very platform-based. Like That's the thing that surprises me every time I see uh, Polish play the game. Um, just on platforms, like all fucking day. And Armada never did any of that stuff. It, it's like literally like I, I don't know why no one talks about it, but like Polish is just on side plat literally all game. Like I, what? This is like he's, he's like H box. Um, they're like H box. They're like, they're like H box. I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking up. But uh, yeah, well, so, looks like you're not getting this point. <laughs> I'm not getting this point. So so you, so you think? Uh, but so yeah, you but, think you, that but you get the idea. A, yeah, that it's not a bubble. This is sustainable. No, I think it's sustainable. I think Kazu's uh, mad good. I think that. Um, uh, who else? Freaking Lod's mad good, and uh, yeah. So I think it's 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 here right. to stay. Moki, Peach players beating Fox players. As the <sighs> Fox Peach... player, is this a bubble or no? I think the Peach players are always going to be beat. 
uh, be beating Fox players at least. Like not not always. I'm not saying that she the character wins, but like Fox players like to run their head into shit, and that's how you lose against Peach. And I think if you're playing off as a Fox or something, you're just gonna fucking run your head in and get hit and lose. Um, and I think Foxes, a lot of Foxes are notoriously pretty bad. Myself, I am not good at it. And, you know, I know, like, a lot of people struggle against Peach. Peach is always going to at least get some wins. I don't think it's going to, like, change. Um, even if people learn them, I don't know. I, I Especially with, um, yeah, like, I think, like, Polish is making advancements on the character. And all the Peaches, honestly, play kind of different. Like, watching Triff compared to Polish compared to Keizu, they do a bunch of different shit. And... You know, if if there's enough options for a character to do different stuff and to be distinct in their play, then, like, you know, there's options that people have to be prepared for, and it's kind of hard to be prepared for all of that, especially in a character where, you know, if you default running in a lot of the time, then, like, you're, you might you might lose. All right. We, tell me what you think. Edwin, I will say, we've had the best non-Armada year for Peaches since Court and Sastiver. Right. I think we can agree that, you know, even looking at the years when Armada was around, if you took Peach, uh, if you took Armada out of the equation, I don't think Peach has ever done better than uh, characters currently doing right now. Polish, we all agree, is a top 10 player. Triff, just outside that. Lod, amazing. Keizu, really good as well. But I'm not going to buy the dip or wait, it's a bubble. I, it is a bubble. Uh, whatever Ooh. question it is, it is a bubble. Um, because I think these players are all really good. And as they become really good, you see a lot of players get, um, they get kind of thrown off by the matchup because it's something that without Armada, you don't have to, you know, like really, really uh, be perfect in. Um, but as these players get better and, you know, as we are able to see more international travel and just more tournaments where we're able to see these players more, they become more of a threat later in bracket. I think that Peach becomes a matchup where, you really don't have to learn it to be like that successful currently. I think it'll be a matchup where if you want to see continued success, I think that's going to be right in the arsenal. Um, and we've seen really good Peach players or really good uh, Fox players just like be really, really good versus Peach. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I will. Yeah. Pools work really great online. I think she's a great character offline as well. But as we get back into the offline uh, world, to play the peach matchup perfectly like we saw like silent wolf or crush do i think that a little bit more of as we get back to offline oh, an excellent answer i gotta give it to you for uh, for, for this one wait i know that you hate peach players i don't know if you hate peach or if you hate peach players but i know you hate one of them no, anyway, I don't, I don't... you hate them a lot <laughs> no i don't i don't i don't mind peach peach is cool oh, peach players. <laughs> <laughs> all right and for the final segment, Market Watch. So this is kind of just like a general grab bag of any any question I have. Um, Moki, I, I want to start off with you for this one. So. What is the final set count of a first to five, hypothetically, between the Crimson Blur and Chill and Samus? Uh, God, I don't know. I have no idea. Honestly, Blur, I'll be honest, I haven't seen you play that much. Um, you know Damn. what? Because I'm in a call with one of them and not the other, I think mm -hmm. it's 5-0. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 5-0 blur. Is that, yeah. is that it? 
<laughs> wrap it up, bro. Like, Damn. I, don't, I don't think there's much Tell more him. else to say. <laughs> All right. And uh, we, we tell me, what, what do you think the set count is? Uh, you know what? We were lucky enough to see both of these players uh, help out when we were throwing Genesis. We obviously saw Blur do really well versus Slum. Blur went on to block uh, one of the production uh, managers from Genesis uh, on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, we, like Blur obviously looks really good. Is this the prime prime Blur we've all been hearing about? Who knows? He told me how many games he wants to play on Slippy for the whole year. It's insane. So obviously this guy's putting in the work. Um, and he's obviously putting in the work more than Chillin is. So I have to say, Chillin five one. I think Blur's putting in a lot of work. What a what a douchebag! <laughs> I hate this guy. Uh, Blur, I hate this guy. You got a you got one vote of five zero in your favor. You got a five one for Chillin. Where are you putting it, Blur? Yourself. First of all, I think Samus. I think Chillin's Samus is currently better than his Fox, in my understanding, which is hilarious. <laughs> so this is basically Chillin's main at this point, um, <laughs> according to him. Uh, and uh, I mean, you're talking about one of the greatest players of all time. There's no way. I mean, look, what have I done, right? Like, we're talking about Chillin, dude, right? Like he's done so much in terms of the game. Well, I'm a humble young a young blur. Like no way would I five zero him. But I would probably 5-1 him. So I'm going to give myself a 5-1. All right. You all gave very good answers. Um, obviously, the the um, the only way that this game would not end in a wheat victory is if Moki, or, or is if Moki won this point. And unfortunately, I got to say, I think that uh, this point... This has got to go to wheat. I do think that um, <laughs> I do think that Chill and Samus would win five one. And in fact, the only possible point of disagreement is that I think that uh, Chill and Samus might actually win eight one or seven one <laughs> because I think it would be so fast that they would play three more games to, to fill in the production stream, similar to the cheat versus Chill and Samus. So, so here's the thing: <laughs> you guys may have these scathing remarks, right? <laughs> But here's what I have. I don't, ha you know, I, I, I see Wheat taking great enjoyment uh, from winning this stupid little point thing that Edwin is giving him. And I it makes win. me realize that I'm more self-assured and I have the self-confidence that he'll never have. He <laughs> he just was like, oh, I got validated by winning this thing. This is the only thing you'll ever win, yeah. Wheat. Let me tell you something. This is the only thing you'll ever win. I'm winning sets on stream, Wheat. What are you doing? You, oh, yeah, I you will are. say, I, me yeah, and Wheat... We, we've known each other for a long time. We've argued quite a bit. We have fierce <laughs> disagreements. But I think from the beginning of the universe to mad. End, through several galaxies, through, you know, time and whatnot, you know, somehow we always knows how to how to really get at is my this, heart. Is this how you guys treat your guests? And, and answer correctly. So, Wheat, you get your minute of, of fame <laughs> to talk about whatever you want. Yeah, it's funny that we do this, and then we also ha have a new segment at the end. Not even new. We've had a segment that we've had for a while where you talk about what else you mean anything. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll use my minute. I'll say, uh, let's do it, man. Let's let's make this Blur versus Chillin' thing happen, right? Genesis. Genesis probably... What's happened to Genesis Friday night, right? Sheridan, where's the... like? <laughs> schedule in a nice, fat 45 minutes. We'll, we'll get the, both of them up there. Um, commentated by Blur. Who do you want to commentate? Uh, I mean, at this point, probably 
you, man. Yeah, yeah, put weed on <laughs> there, dude. I went five. <laughs> dude, I think uh, I think one really funny <laughs> implication of this question, by the way, uh, wheat. So you said your final answer is five one. Does that answer change? It's the Crimson Blur versus Hugs. <laughs> yeah, I think that's five two hugs. <laughs> I don't Blur, know if do I think? I don't know if I could beat Hugo. I mean, I don't know how good he is right now, but that seems much dude, harder. I- doesn't well, it? Does, that seems freaking hard. If I can say well, so, after we'll never watching, know. After there's, watching there's Chillin' Samus. easy way to figure out who's better. Chillin' Samus. I thought Chillin' Samus was low-key disgusting good. Like, it's not a bad thing if you lose to Chillin' Samus. Like, it's it's now weirdly, like, I don't. I don't. Thing. I mean, you're, we're literally talking about me versus, like, top 30 players all time. So, like, I don't think either are bad <laughs> losses. Like, I wouldn't be yeah, that stressed. Like, but, yeah. Yeah. Chillin', chillin Samus, man, that's... That's a funny thing. I thought that was yeah, it went from like summit VIP to like... guy. Now it's an actual threat. Uh, I don't know. We saw what seven won the cheat. Is everyone who seven wants the cheat now a top thirty player? Who knows? Um, <laughs> throw it up, being the very pretty good. He's solid. I think I think Mikey is very good. Let's um. Wow that 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 stock exchange. Uh, those take longer than I thought. We're uh, let's get into this thing. We've got we got another thing going on. Uh, if you've been following Melee, you've probably seen some announcements. I, I think the, the announcement that obviously uh, is most recent and most pertinent is the one of FlyQuest. FlyQuest is now, they're sponsoring uh, TMT. I believe it's been confirmed to be a weekly thing. So they're putting in, you know, upwards of $50,000 uh, into Melee for the year, if that's the case. They're going to put $1,000 into each TMT. Uh, so each Tuesday, there's going to be a thousand dollar weekly. We've seen something like that from HBox, which is a two thousand dollar weekly, not for the game that he's been number one in for three years, but for Ultimate. Um, <laughs> but Melee has not had something like that, so we've got that. And also, you know, maybe have been a little desensitized to it, but of course, we've got Golden Guardians who were putting, I think, a hundred thousand dollars into a grassroots fund, uh, which I know people like Kevin Deer uh, benefited from that, able to run events without you know, being at loss or at maybe not as much loss. Um, and I think they also did something with like an MBVA event. Uh, we've seen this kind of trickle of sponsors back in uh, sponsors and teams of big organizations in a way where, you know, <laughs> a couple of years ago, we might not have thought this to be the case. Uh, 2016 or so, I think was kind of the boom of having lots of large, large organizations come into melee um, and then we kind of saw that it wasn't worth the cost for a lot of these people, you know, sponsoring a player, signing a player to a year long contract, um, uh, was not really worth it to a lot of the big organizations, but I think what's happening now is they're finding out that if you pour $50,000 into any other big game, it's like a drop in an ocean. And if you pour $50,000 in melee, it's pretty, a pretty big deal. Um, so we're in this new, like, weird sponsor renaissance. And I guess the question is, like, what is the current landscape of sponsors and, and big organizations in Melee in 2022 and beyond? Blur, I feel like this is uh, a perfect question for you. I can see you really going off on this on a commentator's curse. So I definitely want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I think the future's bright. Um, because uh, in a world where everything is overvalued uh, and uh, Melee is sitting here asking for fucking pennies, um, we're going to do all right. And, uh, I think I made a tweet about this, but dollar for dollar, pound for pound. Don't let anyone deter you from this because it's just facts. If you know the industry, 
uh, Smash and 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 Melee Two, um, just just you know both games, um, is by far by far the best dollar for dollar investment an esports team can make. Like there's no, you know, your dollar will go much farther in Smash than any other game. Um, and I could break it down game by game for for many reasons uh, why that's true, um, but the core of it is it's just so much cheaper to have a, a, a noticeable impact. Um, and, and grow your brand. And the truth is, so like, you know, the, the reason for that is because most esports investments are garbage, right? And actually almost all of them are. Um, these are not particularly great businesses. Um, they become better businesses because uh, they, are, they end up turning into what's effectively multi-channel networks by getting gaming creators to sign up to their program, kind of like as talent agencies, um, which is like a kind of a separate business that they're shoehorning into their their esports and and, and and sort of stuff, but they're losing money left over uh, left and right on like, you know, these other big esports with the hope and of the future that esports will be the be as big as sports in, in 10, 20 years. Right. Well, that hope comes from trying to grow an audience over an extended period of time. And you could do that here. You could do that in melee, you know, easily for like no money. Like you can get gamers to become loyal to you through this. And, um, if I was running a team, it'd be one of one of the easiest things to do. Now you don't need that many players to make an impact, so uh, I think like they should be running tournaments. They should be doing stuff like this. Um, you know, just have a small little baby melee cash fund of like hundred to two hundred k. Like every team should have that. Like per year, uh, we're gonna spend that much on melee. We're gonna spend some on ultimate. Probably spend some on the FTC games, and you're gonna get people who are loyal to you, right? Uh, melee fans like know and care about Golden Guardians, like. Yeah. most league fans don't they still like tsm right they, they don't give a goddamn about golden guardians but melee fans were like golden guardians they're the homies right and if that's if that's their end goal is to grow their brand in gaming this actually does something whereas most of their other investments won't it is the truth and so yeah no absolutely and um that's the pitch i make to the the the, the teams whenever i talk to them i talked to FlyQuest yesterday about this tmt thing and um you know like pretty much that they're on the same uh, that the teams are on the same page it's like it's insane to not spend like what's basically one tenth you know one twentieth of uh, uh an lcs player's salary on this little initiative or or these sort of initiatives uh that give you like way more bang for your buck um it's just it's just it's just an, it's an easy obvious win blur if uh, I, I want to ask you something about that because because you mentioned I, I think I understand like the pound for pound like investment part of it in terms of growing your brand and becoming more recognizable within the space. I guess what I've always been curious about is like how do they how do they convert that like like your brand oh, metrics like like okay. for for something like like Golden Guardians for example like their YouTube channel. I assume like let's say FlyQuest has something like that. How do you, how would you convert that into dollar amounts for the value for an organization? Okay, so the, the orgs are always looking for legitimacy, right? And the reason they need legitimacy is because they want content creators to sign for them and they want investors to invest in them, right? That's why. So let's look at Panda Global, who grew through Smash and Smash alone, effectively, right? And then they later branched to FGC. They signed Smash players at bargain prices to grow their brand, right? They then... Sign in other games, right? This is a great, great strategy because if you're going to sign for bang for the buck, again, Smash is the best way to do it. And then what you can do with that 
is that now they, they'll have investors come up to them and be like, hey, we want to invest in esports as a generality. We're noticing that your name is popping up. You're a, now a larger Twitter account. You're a name that gamers talk about. Now content creators, again, this is the part of the business that actually makes money, right? Now content creators, when they Google you, will be like, oh, they're the team that's cool, that people follow and people like, right? I, now I want, I'm okay with being a part of this team and giving up my sponsorship rights, giving up my ad rights, giving up all these other benefits. And they can then, then use that to flip that into things like Twitch deals and other, other metrics of like, of, of sales that try to even out their balance sheet, right? Again, not the best businesses, but that's the way to do it. So they need, they literally need legitimacy in order to operate. And smash is like the easiest way to get legitimacy, right? I got legitimacy and I'm a bum. <laughs> Right, like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? I got legitimacy at like the age of like fourteen, running tournaments out of my parents' basement. Like, seriously, that was like some of the first tournaments I ran. Like, that's how people started to know who I was. Right, like these guys can do it too. It's not that hard. Uh, and uh, you know, getting your name in, to be known in Smash is one of the easiest things you could do. It's more like if you're talking about like the the easy. It's also, by the way, one of the best bang for your buck in terms of like if you want to build an influencer lifestyle. You can get known in Smash. It's not that hard, right? Whereas most other avenues, if you want to like become a fitness influencer, that's just fucking hard. No one's gonna know who you are. How are you gonna get known? No one's gonna like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. But like you fill out a commentary application, maybe you'll get a slot at Genesis, <laughs> like for fuck's sake, right? And you'll be on a stream with 100k viewers, 200k viewers. Like that's kind of bonkers, right? And that's generally true with Smash in general. <clears throat> Getting a slide on Genesis, cheap as shit. Like they'll give for a few hundred bucks, like. You know, if, if, on, on a good year, if I'm if, if I'm like in Sheridan Bobax here, maybe they'll give you they'll they'll, they'll sell it to you for a thousand, right? But the point is, is that like that's crazy. <laughs> this, is, this is a stream with hundreds of thousands of viewers, but we'll give it up for that, right? Like, and so in a, again in a market where everything else is overvalued, and we're the one one group which is like, you know, re really below market, we're going to do well, and we are going to do well um, going forward. So for sure, there's an interesting dynamic. Um between the players or not just the players um the fans and the community in general and the sponsors who come into this i have seen people say that like oh yeah i was so tired i don't really drink energy drinks i just rolled into the 7-eleven and i didn't know what to get because i don't drink them but red bull just ran gods and gatekeepers so i'll get a red bull right like we're so easily bought by anyone who's like nice enough to give us money because we i don't know you call it a nintendo thing right maybe we're not used to having any people who like big corporations who care about us um even though we've had a lot of events sponsored by big corporations um but anytime like a someone who's bigger than us cares like we suddenly they're like one of us right it's like damn you care about melee i care about melee like we're homies now um i'll give you an example that is pertinent to someone in here a lot of people didn't know who critical well people know critical a lot of people started to really like critical after uh he picked up some people like moki or uh cola you know like people who are really well liked and and there's yeah you're right it's so easy to buy legitimacy and edwin i think that blur you know i think he answered your question in that like you buy legitimacy and then stuff comes easy after that. I think if Taffa were to say this, he'd say it's like a Costco hot dog. It's a loss leader. I've seen him say that a lot. I don't know if that's just because he loves Costco hot dogs, but I've seen him use this like Costco hot dog um, metaphor a ton. Uh, but I, I guess a question that I have, and you know, I don't know uh, who would be most ready to answer this, 
but like is melee's lack of unified tournament landscape probably it's a good thing for this right you know if you are dumping let's let's take the number fifty thousand dollars because that's what our uh yeah fifty thousand dollars because that's about what FlyQuest seems to be putting in this year if you're FlyQuest and you dump fifty thousand dollars into overwatch what happens <laughs> you get a logo maybe like a tiny logo on one slide of a stream at some point um like i don't even know what fifty thousand dollars would buy you in a bigger game like that uh, and yet you put in $50,000 and suddenly like everyone's like, damn, I love FlyQuest now. That's like my favorite team. And you, you know, if a player watches uh, another game they're in then suddenly that's like the easiest entryway. It's like, wow, I don't know anything about these teams, but I'm a FlyQuest fan. Right. I think a lot of people were C9 fans because they signed Mango. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a dynamic where I think melee players are because of the passion are kind of very easily bought. And I think that that's not something that, every organization has found out yet i don't know or maybe they know about it and just don't care but like the ease as to which melee players could like be truly bought out is very low we're, we're very cheap dates and i don't see why you know there's there would be an end to this anytime there's soon. there's literally only one reason and it's it's, it's that they'll they'll ever tell you um and it's, it's a very simple reason that they're just straight wrong about um but like it's 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 it fits the, their profiles which they'll say oh we don't want to make small bets we're trying to make a billion dollar business you know like this is this is like yeah they'll agree yeah this is probably one of the best ways we can use our money uh but you know we're we're you know wh how big is the audience we don't see a future in melee because of the lack of unification they're like it's just going to stay the same ad infinitum right there doesn't seem to be hope for the five ten year span that they see at least right maybe we disagree with slippy getting better and and all these other things popping up um and and they're like we want to uh, invest into growing games like games that are like valorant or whatever that are like skyrocketing and, and they're able to get a large large audience plays for that 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 would be like something they would say like we don't maybe maybe the money is low but we don't want to spend like our time and energy and our tweets and our like mm -hmm. our staff time on our headspace like that's that, that that would be the kind of argument. operational like, costs yeah. basically, basically we don't we just don't want to make it like a consideration for that reason they're so wrong still because yeah. the reason they're, they're incredibly wrong is because it's actually not and hasn't been a small play right like you look at the games that then you you question like the games they're investing into when you're like you compare them to genesis viewership you're like bro the fuck are you talking about you know like you, that final peaked at 40k genesis peaked at 250 like the, the who's the small dog here like no this is just uh, it, it's just misleading because the numbers are so low but you know the actual value is still actually pretty fucking good and the numbers have been pretty solid it is not a coincidence that ludwig became the biggest streamer on twitch from smash right there's an audience that you can use as a jumping off point here and there has always been one and uh it's not uh atrox doing the same thing right like yeah. he's also becoming one of the biggest it's like this, is, this has always been a, a, a play for us so Weep's moki uh, sorry, sorry week go on oh i was gonna throw to moki uh but before i said yeah when I mean, we've seen a lot of commentators start in melee and you know like uh vicky kitty is doing pretty well for herself and she's in a bunch of different uh games you know so i think she's like doing like official nintendo stuff uh obviously we've seen like Vish has definitely done official Nintendo stuff. I've definitely seen him do stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty easy way to to like belay your career into uh, bigger success because it's just like the 
the lore and the infrastructure that exists in melee is so deep and in smash in general right you look at bigger games and you like look to see a tournament result from 2017 and it's just like a red link on their liquipedia page i know all the liquipedia editors basically they would never let anything like that happen for for melee or or maybe ultimate i don't know the ultimate liquipedia people um but yeah there's there's just like an infrastructure that doesn't exist uh in a lot of other games as far as you know, as deep as it does in melee moki you um obviously are you're moist moki <laughs> you are kind of um it's a little bit of a burgeoning trend right well, obviously we've seen uh zane was sponsored by ludwig at genesis 7 but we've been seeing this idea of instead of like a big team instead of an organization uh we've been just seeing kind of like people saying you know what i've got enough money i can throw it around i can throw it into this um ludwig obviously with lacs and then critical with i think like four or five people on moist what is your experience as a team member of like a individual and not a big organization oh it's dope i love it it's like uh it is very um like it's very chill but like <laughs> it's like it's like you know what i mean it's like very chill but since it's not like an organization that's trying to be like you know super like organization-y i guess like i don't i don't know the proper word but you know what i mean it's like it's very chill and professional and it's like done really well but it's also just like you know like we're, we're told, called moist like it's like <laughs> like it's like a very like it's it's a very like i guess like passiony kind of thing you know mm -hmm. it's like a lot of um care and it's very hands-on and just i don't know it, i i enjoy it a lot <laughs> Yeah, I mean, critical during uh, early parts of the pandemic was putting on some pretty big ultimate events. Yeah. Like, definitely a passion project there, but I, I don't know. Like, it seems to work out good. Uh, yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe uh, individual streamers are, are maybe not getting the money back in the way that big organizations are. But, like, I I think that, yeah, I mean, if, if it's, like, pretty easy for them to do it, it's like, I, I've heard of the, you know, how the hot dogs made at like mogul moves how the sausage is made at mogul moves and uh i think that like the idea of if it's cool just do it is something that exists in melee and does like also exist in uh in, in these big streamers right so i think that yeah. like if the streamers are doing if it's cool do it that's perfect for melee and if the big organizations are saying like we can get these people for pennies on the dollar get interactions um you know like people the I, I bet the tweet that you had got like 2k likes, right? It definitely got a, a, over a thousand likes when you said you got picked up by Moist. Oh yeah, it has like 7k or something. Yeah, it's like, like even even my um, what's it called? Even my um, like if I do well at a tournament and he tweets out a graphics, that'll be like 10 to like I've seen it like 30k likes on some, and it's just like Jesus, like that's yeah. fucking crazy. Like, like imagine for melee, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, imagine that happening for uh top 14 player of uh i don't know i i, I guess you are very good so that's a bad example <laughs> but um i don't, like the the care that's put into this and, and the interactions that come out of it yeah i mean the it's just like incredible uh edwin what do you think about all of this oh edwin you yourself, you're, you're muted you muted yourself brother Oh, sorry about that. No, I, I was going to say that I had seen like Blur express like optimism about the, the scene and how it being a good pound for pound investment. 
and uh like one of the one of the reasons that blur brought up that i i that i, I think he reasoned pretty well was was the idea of like it's very easy to get brand loyalty from melee players right and i think the, the kind of funny thing of that is like i think i just need to hear that because it's like for for someone like me and, and i think it's fair to say like even, even wheat and like all of us to to no, like, I think it's fair for all of us at this point. Like, we've been around for a while, right? Like, we've seen sponsors come and go from the scene. It's very difficult. Like, I like I, I can't speak for the rest of you, but I can say for me, and I know others like me, it's very difficult not to feel jaded about this stuff sometimes. Like, you see a sponsor enter the scene, like, they want to they wanna throw money at it or something. And, like, you see community figures, like, want to, you know, want to support this because they think it'll have some payoff. And then three years later, like, that tournament series is dead or like that sponsor is just like is not part of the scene anymore or whatever so like for me it's it's always difficult for me to kind of see genuinely good things and good like promising high potential developments for the scene anything less than like with extreme caution or like hesitation mm -hmm. and i think I, I think i just needed to hear that like the, yeah, I think and, I just need to hear that like melee is not a waste of time, and that and, like and, like and it actually reason, does provide. So the the reason for that is number one, many of their approaches are short term, because they're like, hey, we just want to get some audience loyalty, boom boom, and we're there, and and that's great. Uh, but uh, you know, if I was them, for example, I'd be like, yo, how much does it cost to buy big house, right? If if you're one of them, like that is, that's all you could maybe you could do that, <laughs> and now you have a staple. That you can run for a decade. They're talking about, hey, I want to be a, a name in esports for decades to come and be a brand that, that 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 exists for decades to come. Run a fucking major and do it every single year, right? Like, do something like that. R like, go and actually do the things that would be more like bricklaying for the scene, and then that you know, the, I think they would see long term gain because then the scene would grow with them and it would it would actually do something. And so, a lot of times, like for example, when they're like, oh. We see no, we see no, you know, uh, definite future for the scene. I'm like, bro, like, you guys have the resources to help make mm -hmm. that happen. The audience is Got literally it. right there, right, <laughs> and it's a bunch of amateurs running shit. Uh, you guys can help make that better, and I think that's hopefully what you know Panda was trying to do. Uh, you know, obviously they fell in love too much with Nintendo, in my opinion, but. Um, <laughs> Or they uh, thought that. Or not they letting this go, are you? Look, well, they thought. I, I think it's perfect for this conversation. No, I, I, I think it is too. It's just funny because this is like the third time. Because, because, me. because, because. Here's the thing. It's, it's, it's what they would say is like, oh, Nintendo would stop us, right? Mm -hmm. I personally believe in Smash World Tour shows, they wouldn't, right? <laughs> like Smash World Tour did run for a year, uh, and it's possible they wouldn't. You can try it. But not just that, but like you could do it the way Red Bull did, right? Red Bull ran a Mango's Birthday Bash Adrenaline. Like that was a whole thing where mm -hmm. it was on Mango's stream and they were kind of not fully, fully, you know, it wasn't fully on their shit. And we were able to run without having to worry about Nintendo like that. Like there's a lot of ways to do it and be smart about it because all you really care about is the people and the community, right? You can get to them and Nintendo can't stop you, right? Um, there's many ways to get into them with Nintendo not being able to stop you. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, we have to build specifically the Overwatch League, right? We don't need an Overwatch League. We, that's not specifically what you need to build, right? You can build things that are, you know, smart and hit the audience uh, that are more long-term investments and that help the scene grow long-term. And then you get that long-term growth that we're hoping for, right? Um, like, you could probably buy fucking Slippy. 
You know, you could probably just talk to Jazz, be like, yo, we'll employ you for the next, I don't know, 10 years, give you 300K and whatever resources you need. And uh, the Sleeping Laundry app, yeah, has the FlyQuest logo on it forever. It's called FlyQuest now, right? You could probably do that. Like, hello? One of the biggest online games you could probably just fucking get, maybe? I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like these are the sort of things I'm like, you can get the audience. It's right there. Um, and you can make it bigger. You can make the audience bigger. There's plenty of plenty of ways of doing it. These guys, though, they got rocks for skulls, so I got to like, tell them all these things um, or make them think like that. But um, in general, it's mostly a matter of incompetence. The actual dollar-for-dollar dollar deals that are they're there are, like, insane in terms of Melee. Like, there's literally, it's, we're, we're an actual major outlier in terms of the internet ad space. Like, it's not close. Uh, our valuation is, like, rock low for, for, for what our audience has been, and that's been true for a long time. Well, do you think that the hesitation is like specifically because of like what you see as like an overstated fear of like how Nintendo would respond, or do you think it's because people just don't believe in the community long term? Like as far as sponsors, like I'm not, I think, I'm not quite sure. What... I think I think uh, it's mostly Nintendo. Yeah, um, I think they're 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 worried about it, but then like it's just like here's the thing, right? And and I, you got to learn to how to how to be an entrepreneur. Um, and, and if you, Uber as an idea, if you had told me beforehand, there is an app, which would call a random, uh, which would basically bring a random person with a random car to you, which aren't really screened and people would use that. And that would be legal before Uber came around. I would have been like, no fucking way. That's just illegal. You need a taxi license. You need to be licensed in the state. Like that's just, just not your company, company idea is trash because it's not going to be legal. Like People aren't going to go into strangers' cars. Like, that's fucking crazy. And then they did it. And then people sometimes sued them. And sometimes people died. And it didn't matter, right? <laughs> because they made more money than for it, for it to matter. You know what I mean? And then you look at DMCA law. It's not that complicated, right? What are they allowed to do? What are they actually allowed to do? They can take down streams with the content that displays their IP. And they can um, C&D things that are public performances. That is the extent of their power, right? That's it. Doesn't mean you can't buy Slippy. Doesn't mean you can't have a tournament series that's branded after you. Doesn't mean you can't like can't sign a player. There's like thousands of things that you can still do with those limitations. Like lots of things. And so I think they just like are literally not being entrepreneurial. Like, bro, you can go and go and do the thing that seems like there's a barrier to it uh, and act because you actually know and make a risk evaluation. Because that's what being being a business person is. It's making making some some bold risky plays. And here you have an audience that's like waiting to be be captured that you're just not taking for no fucking reason. And you're spending millions of dollars on fucking Hooney and whoever the fuck. Like I don't know. Like these these random LCS players. Are you kidding me? You think that guy's adding audience to you? I don't know. I don't think so. Not that much. <laughs> so like I don't know. I, it, it seems pretty obvious to me. But again, um, you know, it's uh, the, you, you got to kind of walk them through it. You are nothing if not a bold man. The idea of so what? You might get cease and desisted. Who cares? Yeah, like <laughs> that does, no seriously though. That... No seriously though. Actually though, like what happens? You you don't run the tournament. You, the play didn't work out. Move on. It's you're you're putting very little money relative to your total total, sure. total cash pile. Yeah, I guess and, the money that these guys have, like it's relative. You swung. To, you swung, right. and it, it whatever. But also like. You can only get CND for again public performance, and you get DMCA for a stream displaying the game, and and 
they, you know, we already know they probably won't do it for certain things. Others, you'll you can test the waters and see what will work and what won't, right? Red Bull pretty much put on Mango's birthday bash and it happened. They, they, there was also a gods and cake. There's there was tons of there's been tons of big companies coming in and it's been kind of okay. Maybe we had a that wouldn't happen long term online tournament that happened right. Beast Coast Beast Coast just ran some shit. You could just run some shit, brother, right? CS:GO is an esport that pretty much a Counter Strike as an esport pretty much just happened, right? With uh, uh, under Valve's nose, it just kind of happened. That can happen too. Like these guys, these guys are being like such such subservient to the publishers that they're letting the publishers own the industry when they don't really need to, like not completely at least. All right, Moki, i I want to ask you. Uh, I want to ask you something really quickly. Because so. you've been in the scene since like 2015 or so, right? Yeah, I started playing twenty like mid 2014 when I was like okay. fucking 14. So you remember 2014 was like the the first like or not the first, but like a like a big renaissance year or so for for yeah. melee, right? Yeah. So I I want to ask you something since you you were a player back then and now you do this like as as your career. Let's let's fast forward ahead like a couple months to like April 2023. Let's say yeah. you're I don't know your travel situation, but I let's say you're able to go to genesis yeah, and like yeah. let's say that the pandemic like we, we we start seeing land events of that caliber come back and they draw everyone do you think that like as a player do you think this is like the best time for you to have melee as a profession or do you think there was a time pre or do you think it's not there yet in terms of like the scene scaling upward um i could see it going up especially with like i could see there being a bit of a is that what you're asking like is it gonna like, yeah like do you think you're do you think this is the best time to like take melee as a profession i think it's the best time so far i i don't know in the future it's, it's hard to predict yeah like so far compared especially the the thing is is right now which i wanted to add on to because obviously blur knows more about like the um like that kind of side of stuff because honestly like <laughs> the uh like the tournament running side but add on to the the question of um like, will big orcs get in? I think right now we're in a boom of, uh, like, melee streaming's huge compared yeah. to what it was. Like, it's not, like, obviously, like, as big as, like, Fortnite or something, but, like, there it's bigger than it ever has been. Like, you know, my, my stream's grown a bunch in the last year. Like, you know, I barely got partner a year ago. Now I'm getting, like, two to 300 viewers on stuff. And the same is said for a lot of people. Like, um, like a lot of play individual player streams are growing a lot because I think the players are understanding that you kind of have to do that stuff a bit but that is good for organizations right and then organizations see that people are pulling numbers they're like okay this person is popular within the scene albeit like you know a bit less than other games but they cost less than other games like blair was mm -hmm. saying and you know you can in uh you can make an event like mango's birthday bash based on the person's personality and like it's just i don't know you, there's a lot of stuff you can do uh in terms of that and i think being a player in this time where streaming and all that stuff is bigger and you can make money off of doing it it's i don't know i i think it's the best time so far to to make a living off of smash who's to say what happens in the future but but uh yeah are we seeing moki on metify has mutiking <laughs> yeah. gotten in your dms yet i have yeah, a couple times yeah I'm not i was gonna say i'd be shocked if he hasn't yeah <laughs> one million dollars <laughs> he's, like, he's asking ptas if PTAS wants to join Metify, what's he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> there there uh, are legitimate, every every time you think, oh man, I don't know if teams are going to come in. Remember that some of these motherfuckers spent 30 plus million dollars on an Overwatch League spot and then multi-million dollars later on operational costs. And I can tell you with true honesty that if they just spent 100k on Melee, it would have been a better return. Like, pure. 
you know <laughs> literally we would we would have done more with 100k than they did with 30 plus mil so we're we're like also being compared against pretty bad bets because a lot of esports bets are really bad um and so it's not really that hard for us to shine in that kind of market I also don't think we're inundated with uh, teams at this point where, you know, maybe if we had a ton of big organizations in it, maybe it wouldn't be worth it. Right. But you control so much, like you get such a big piece of the pie right now. If you get in um, one thing, I just want to add on, I think we've all agreed on this, but I just want to like bump this. I think players getting sponsored is great. It's obviously something that seems a little safer, but I agree with blur. And, and Moki, you kind of mentioned the same thing. I want to see tournaments. That's what I want to see. Because I know people are scared because it's hard to, you know, feel safe about throwing a tournament that's easier to sponsor a player. These players got to go to something. And I'm going to mention a brand. They've already had an established brand, but we're talking about brands that are already established in other games. How quickly did Beyond the Summit go from this thing that no one's ever heard of? For I, I never heard of them when they first mm-hmm. popped up. I'm not sure if a lot of melee players did. Obviously, if they're into MOBAs, they would. How quickly did it go from something that people didn't hear of to one of the best brands in Smash? If you run a summit, that's one of the biggest events of the year. People want to win a summit absolutely as almost as much as they want to win like a Genesis, right? It's obviously not the same. It's not open bracket, but that's the closest that any event like that has gotten to something that like a grassroots thing that we've built. Um, if you uh, if you look at main stage, main stage one wasn't uh, that huge in terms of entrant numbers, but it was stacked. Main stage two, main stage 2020, uh, 2021 was a lot bigger in terms of entrance. And I have no reason to believe that main stage 2022, if it were to happen, would regress unless COVID gets really bad, right? People trust that brand and it's because they just came in and they ran a tournament. Um Obviously, they're incredible what they do. If someone came in and ran a shitty tournament, wouldn't it be the same? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I would love to see people come in and add infrastructure, add tournaments, because if people put, you know, if they put their money on the line, uh, Melee is always a good bet, right? And now's a great time. So I'm optimistic about what what comes next for Melee. There's one thing really quickly that I just remembered. Summit ran, like... They ran two roast tournaments. That's yeah. crazy. That they ran like a, they they ran events that were straight up like like it like they had tournaments and everything, but they had like a whole live like popular segment. Like, look, say what you want about the quality of the jokes. Wasn't wasn't Lud- always. 100%. Do you remember when Ludwig yelled the c word and he's not even Australian? They just aired <laughs> just, that. They, yeah, they, they were just like sure. It's now tied for forever in the in the vods. They just they just casually ran two hosts or roasts. Are they gonna run the roast of the Crimson Blur this year? Who knows? Like they just that's that's so crazy that they just ran a like like a huge sponsor got into the scene like like Summit ran these invitationals became one of the strongest brands and one of their offerings was just casually like an entertain like a like where the where the main appeal the name of the event wasn't even like the tournament it was literally like an entertainment like. Like something for people to watch. Like that that's the kind of thing that I could show someone who's not like I mean, maybe not all the jokes would land, but like it's a it's a kind of like broad outreach, like enter- entertainment, like in scheduled entertainment, which I think is which I, I think is like a really undertapped niche in melee. But FlyQuest. Yeah, that's that's Roast that's a story for time. Fly quest. Make it happen. I'm not big enough for, for that. Not yet. 
once you're fly cats, Edwin, you will be. Um, <laughs> I I think we've got a lot of uh, you know great discussions we had here. We're gonna move to the end of the show. We've got two things that I want to do beforehand. Um, we have some questions from people on the Patreon. Uh, so let's see what we have. Uh, SSB Seal asked Moki a question. Moki, who are some Canadian players to watch out for in the next two or three years? And he specifically says he does not want to hear Zuppy or Elliot because they're already good. So who, yeah, who, like what Canadian players are on the come up? Um, well, Zuppy and Elliot. Hey! hey, hey. <laughs> um, like, I, I don't know. Honestly, Canada's kind of, like, recently... Uh, obviously, I know most about Ontario. When I when I went to Battle of BC, there were some really good players. I don't know why I'm blanking on the the guy's tag I played. Um, but I can tr quickly try to um pull it. Was up. it like Amarak or, or Polo or something? Polo, yeah, Polo was fucking good. Um, like Polo was disgustingly good. Um, I've seen Amarak. I didn't play Amarak, but Amarak looked insane too. Honestly, I was impressed by the um. Like the, cause like I guess like not that it's the the right way to see it, but like the kind of like conversation a lot of the time when it comes to Canada stuff, especially formulating people for Canada crews, is like yeah Ontario's like better Ontario's the best like let's put these people on and like whatever. But like dude, I was I was impressed by the people I played when I was um in like BC and like I don't know people people they were good. I, I uh, Polo was really good, Amrak, and then. In terms of Ontario, like like I think Faust has been doing really well recently and has improved a lot and has been getting some good wins. Um, and then like obviously the obvious again, Zuppy and Elliot are amazing. <laughs> and then like I don't know, I think like Lotfi's got some some pretty oh, yeah. decent wins as well. Yep. Lunar Dusk, like uh, Lunar Dusk has been <laughs> good, but they kind of stopped um, competing for a while, I believe. But like, dude, I. I could have lost them at LACS. It was fucking scary. I, I was like, I if I didn't clutch one of the games, I good chance I lost. Like, I don't, they're insane. Like, I don't know. Canada super underrated. Um, I I think it, we, we talked about this earlier. That's like impossible to do a uh, national Arcadian right now. But if you were to look at like a national Arcadian style crew battle, uh, BC I think is very strong. I th I think uh, Ontario as well. Yeah, like, Ontario it, has so many. Both regions are like super strong players that have not been top 100 yet. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great question because there's a lot to go on. Uh, do we have another great question, Edwin? Yeah, uh, we have another great question. It is for Moki. I want to add that nobody asked Blur a question. I guess <laughs> uh, he just wasn't in the cards. And the question for Moki is, who is the worst character that you think you could defeat the Crimson Blur with? Like, what are, like, the bad ones? Like, it, oh, man. Like Bowser, like, I don't Kirby. Know. I'll be honest. My bad characters are fucking bad, man. Mm. Like, I'm, like, a top-tier guy. I like playing, like, Could Moshi characters. Could Moshi win? I think Moshi. Honestly, Moshi's got a couple wins. Don't test me. Don't test me scared of Moshi. You know, not in tournament, but honestly, maybe. Maybe, maybe Moshi. I'd put it on the line. Is that the worst? That is that is that the worst dude, you can go, dude, or you think they're pretty fucking bad? I'll be honest. I <laughs> I, I could. Do you have like I a Doc? Do you have a Mario? A Ganon? Honestly, my Mario. DK? My Mario gives Zane trouble when we do Iron Man's. Maybe my Mario's a pretty. How long okay. is this podcast like, running? What about Mewtwo? How long do I gotta sit here? Oh my Mewtwo sucks. No, I don't. I don't know. I maybe honestly probably the Mario's maybe I don't know mm. my Mario's are pretty okay I could see them doing not it. even Kirby 
No, man. Dude, when, when Blur, what do you think? Oh. Uh, I think his Fox, his Marth, his Falcon, and his Falco are heavily favored because he's sick. Um, I don't think anyone else could do it. It's a rude question to ask Blur. <laughs> yeah. I had to, I had to <laughs> hear your take. I think, I think, Sheik? I mean, I don't know about it. I've literally never seen a Sheik, so I literally... I have no nothing to go off of, but I know those other characters of his are sick, and I'm like, uh, yeah, those those seem hard. Um, but I know too little about his other characters to really say. Maybe we'll make it happen. We'll get we'll schedule you two a little stream. After chilling Samus, Moki will start, Moki will start Moki's at the Moshi. top of the tier list. That he'll just go down. You'll play best of threes. <laughs> just go down. Uh, that'll be a great stream yeah. event you'll get your slippy match number up blur so that seems like a win i just like to point out like yo i'm just like a humble mid-level player you know <laughs> oh, according okay. to west coast melee and people are putting me up against literally the best players in the world like what is going on here it's not a <laughs> someone we have give me, kind of player. give me a fair fight what the fuck dude <laughs> one time you. give me slime <laughs> this is fucked up bro like <laughs> slime made out of round one pools of genesis he, yeah, yeah he's good you have a good win yeah sure you know i'll take slime badges like i'll take any comer i'll take moki we can run it i don't care but i just feel like it's kind of insane that's all <laughs> uh you guys have been good sports we've got one thing before we are set to go um blur you were here for this but moki i think last time you were on you were early on we didn't have this segment um i okay. believe uh it's an unnamed segment but known by the fans as touching grass. So obviously, you know, Blair, you've been through this before, but Moki and for the audience, um, we, we talk about melee all the time, obviously. And because of that, I think people find it hard to think of uh, people in the smash community as anything but smashers. Yeah. So just a little segment here, you know, quick thing where we can talk about stuff that we've been doing recently that is not involved with melee or not involved with smash, something that's been going on with our lives that, doesn't have anything to do with that. Um, so to give you guys time to think, I will go first. Um, the past two weeks since our last episode, some of the uh, some of the bands that I really like have been releasing albums, and, and they're all pretty good. Uh, the weather in the Northeast is fluctuating, so I've been taking long walks, and it's been like in the rain and fog, in the snow, in like 70-degree weather. Um, and just listening to all this different music while experiencing that is very fun. Uh Albums by Mitski, Big Thief, Animal Collective, Black Country, New Road. Uh, I also got a stream for the new Beach House record that's about to come out. I've, I've liked all of those a lot, uh, all released within the past two weeks or so. Uh, but one song has been something that has been uh, emblematic of the past two weeks for me. It's a song that came up on Shuffle on one of my playlists. A song called Corona by The Minuteman. And you might know it more as the theme song to Jackass, which is the real touching grass moment for me this week. I have really never watched Jackass my entire life. Uh, but for some reason, I don't know. I like the people involved with it. I like the directors. <laughs> I like know the directors and I like what they do. Um, so I've always thought of it as something that I want to watch. And hearing that song reminded me of it. And knowing that Jackass Forever is coming out in theaters is already out in theaters, I guess. Um, I watched all of the movies. I watched one, two, and three. I watched 2.5. I watched 3.5. I watched the first two seasons of the TV show. Um, I've not watched Bad Grandpa. I don't know if I am. Uh, and then two days ago, I went to the theater 
not a packed theater. I'm not ready for that. But I went to a theater and I watched Jackass Forever. Um, I have to say I'm a pretty big fan. I I think that the the way they're put together is really underrated. Like just the the pacing of it and the the way that like the individual comedic beats of all of the stunts work out, I think is really good. The individual roles that they have, the dynamic that they have within the group. Like I think this is just like a you know lightning in a bottle type thing because I don't know how well thought out it is, but what comes together on the screen is pretty amazing. I want to say I also watched like Annihilation, like a cool like indie movie. Like I'm not <laughs> I, like I, I'm able to watch. I, I have I have multitudes, but uh, but the thing definitely has been Jackass, and uh, I lived for a year in the town where Bam grew up. I saw the show and the movies and saw scenes that i knew where they were so that was very fun uh but yeah for this week this past two weeks i guess the thing that has been most uh emblematic of of my life outside of smash has been jackass um edwin what's been going on with you oh uh, i want can i uh request that i go last okay blur what's going on with you thank you um last time it was the ruins you were really into ruins Oh, I was really into ruins. Do you remember that um, part of your life? <laughs> I, I, you have a very I, touching, yeah. a very touching. Uh, I, I, of it. I, 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 yeah, I traveled. It was fun. Um, let's see. Um, man, what did I do outside recently? I mean, I, I watched the Super Bowl like every red blooded American. Um, can I talk about video games that I've been playing? Yeah, that are not melee. Sure. Um, so. I think I said it on other streams, but I've been playing a lot of the, the classic Doom series. But uh, the ones I want, the things I want to talk about for right now is a lot of point-and-click adventure games. Um, the Milk Outside series, Milk Inside, Milk Outside, the Shiva, Samaros, and now I'm going through Missionarium. And one thing I realized about point-and-click adventure games is really I forgot about is unlike every other game genre, which I like them to be hard as nails and I like to play on the highest difficulties and shit, you know, because it's, you know, God gamer. It's in my, it's my blood. And I'm stubborn. I really like being challenged like that. Point click adventure games. There is nothing, no worse hell for me than when you get stuck on some shit and you're just clicking around a screen in those type of games. If you guys have ever played them and you literally just don't know where to go and you're just sitting there for two hours, like trying to figure out if, you know you can you can get past a certain screen or not and it's really clicking for me that like it's the only game genre where i want the games to be easy as shit because i just really want the story and the environment and like whatever because i really don't give a fuck about the little puzzles i don't and uh it's making it hard because I'm tr i like those games but i really don't care about solving uh, about the gameplay it's not the gameplay that really makes me like those games so I don't know. I'm still playing them, but uh, just just a, just a random thought. Kind of feel the same way about like JRPGs and RPGs too, where it's like if the higher difficulty just means I have to grind more. Like now I'm sitting there seven hours grinding in the fucking wild grass. I'm just like I maybe normal difficulty is fine, you know. And I and for single player games, I'm literally like I crank it to the highest if I can. But for those, I'm just like I'm not so sure anymore because because it's just like it seems seems just like a b bunch of time wasted. Yeah, I love playing Any RPGs. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay. Any examples, Blair? Of which one? So, I, I mean, I recently beat Nino Kuni on the hardest difficulty. And literally, the only difference I, is I, I grinded probably like six, seven hours in that game. And that sucked, right? Like, I, I, didn't, I wouldn't have fun. 
doing that. Um, but I had to in order to beat the beat the harder difficulties. Like it's it wasn't an option. Like there was no outplaying. It was just like, bro, your shit's not high enough level. That's just Blur, you ever line. play a Grim Fandango? Yeah, I love Grim Fandango. Yeah, so I, I love Grim Fandango too. I will say when I played it, I had to uh, look up what to do in the part where uh, uh, my memory might be, uh, I'm a little rusty, but like you have to throw a paper, like the way you progress the story is that you throw a paper ball down a chute or something. Mm, I think I remember, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and like the yeah. the idea is that the character does it. The main character, I forget his name. He he does it out of boredom at the office to progress the plot, and then like a bunch of crazy stuff happens as a result. Now I remember sitting there for like like an hour. I was like, I have no idea where to go. Like yeah. going to every area, talking to people. Um, one point click adventure game I do love is Disco Elysium, though. I would strongly recommend that. That's uh that's more of like an RPG though, right? It's like a, it, it's done in like the the point and click style. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but yeah, but you know what I mean. Like there's it's actually a specific type of gamer pain that's like way different. Yeah, I know it, I know what you mean. When I'm playing like a game where I die a lot, at least I'm I'm getting better and every time I get to try again and it's like I'm still playing, you know, but like in a point and click adventure game where I have nowhere what to do and I'm literally just clicking random art objects on the screen, it's like I'm actually wasting my life away. Like this is horrible. And so it's yeah, it's like I, I actually feel like that's what's holding my the genres that they're just not fucking easy enough. It's okay for them to be easy because the gameplay is just not the reason why anyone's there. Like, why did you like Grim Fandango? Why did I like Grim Fandango? Because the characters were cool, the story yeah. was dope, the it's a great art environment. was dope, the environment was cool. You know, there's like handful, like handful of puzzles here and there. That's why I like like if ones of the more modern like Little Misfortune and Franbo, those were actually not pretty approachable and easy. Um, and I like those games because I never really got stuck. And I'm fine with I don't want to get stuck. Being stuck in those games is, is like, so bad. It sucks. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe people like hard adventure games, uh, point-and-click adventure games, but I, I really don't. Yeah, I agree with you on point-and-click adventure games. I, I like – I don't mind grinding or, like, difficult RPGs, but uh... – mm. But yeah, definitely. All right, Edwin, this play. might be your entry into touching ground. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, 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 please let me go last. Let me go last. Moki, you go. Moki. So honestly, mine is super similar to wheat. Um, <laughs> I like, like, I honestly, I've been putting a lot of effort into doing like melee stuff and like content stuff and like YouTube. I've been very busy with that. Even like when I'm not streaming, I put a lot of effort into it. Um, but when I haven't been doing that. Um, you know, go, I've been going for walks. It's like the saving grace over COVID is I go for walks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've been listening to this one album for the last like month. And that's the main thing I've listened to. It's uh, the newest Strokes album, the new Abnormal. Oh. I've never listened to the Strokes, but I listened to that album and I haven't stopped listening to it. It's fucking great. Um, and I, yeah, I've just been continuously listening to that. And then a couple days ago, I think it was on Sunday, I went to the theaters and I have never been a jackass guy <laughs> until like a year ago. I watched, I, I don't remember if I even watched all of them, but I watched like at least two. I think I might've seen them all with my friends and I really wanted to see the movie and it was great. We, we coincidentally, it was only me and my friends I went with and then like a random couple who was behind us. And that was the entire theater. Um, so it wasn't like a pack thing or anything, but um, yeah, I watched that. And then I got home, and I was just very intrigued and interested. So I have just been honestly deep diving into that stuff. Like, just more so about, like, the people. Like, I watched, like, a documentary last night about Steve-O. And, like, I, you know, I've been reading up on stuff. I actually got a book today in the mail. Um, it's uh, 
Like wow. Yeah. So I'm Damn. gonna wow. yeah. I literally got it today. I opened it up. I ended stream. Opened it up because it was out front of my door. I was like, okay, now I gotta go get ready to do this. So Dude, like, I, how did I'm I gonna... get out, jackassed? Yeah, I like gonna... watched everything. I could. That's really funny. What yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna probably start reading this tonight. And uh, yeah, it's just I'm very very intrigued. I've been watching like the hot one stuff and whatever. I've just mm. been like just very interesting to they talk about some fucked up shit. It's like crazy. <laughs> I I will say, um, uh, I watched the movies. I signed up for a Paramount Plus free trial seven days movies go by super quickly so i was able to watch one two three two point five three point five there uh and i on amazon you can buy the seasons of a jackass it's two dollars a piece for the oh, entire damn. season damn. um and it's like five six episodes right but, but it's like i don't know what's two bucks yeah. to me it's like you know three hours of content or so um i think the episodes are good you can also find like the best ones on on youtube uh, yeah, I didn't know I was going to be the guy who got really into Jackass, but I, I like I like all their personalities. I think they're good. I was yeah, talking to Slime about it the other day. I was like, dude, I think Dave England's my favorite. And I, he was like, Chris Pontius is mine. I was like, damn, maybe you're right. Maybe Chris Pontius is the best. Dude, uh, wait, okay, not to not spoil it. Do you have a favorite thing from the news one? Like a favorite? I think that, yeah, that's Science of the Lambs, I think. So I, I think that's like the go-to, but the, the levels to it is great. And I love seeing... The, the new one's great because there's new cast members. Yeah, I don't think that's been said. Seeing yeah. the, the different reactions to uh, of the new cast members and the old cast members, they both know that there's more yeah. coming, right? But it's like the old cast members are just like, okay, like, I can't go nah. out. Yeah, I can't do this because I know that there's going to be something that hits me. Uh, it's it's really great. Yeah, um, yeah I, I have been... I, I, I do not know how, but like by sheer willpower them making all these movies just like are it captures their lives at the time it captures uh like filmmaking in a way uh and they all have different vibes i don't think that was yeah. intentional i just think it's that's what happens when you take 10 years in between movies or you're sober in one and everyone's on drugs in another they become like these different beasts and like it's weird how two has a different vibe than three and stuff like that yeah. um I don't know. I could go off on this, but I, I will. I will let. I don't know if you have anything more to say, and if not, then we can go on to Edwin. I'll just say, I like it's it's my uh to not spoil it. The and I feel like I you you might laugh at this because it's uh, I feel like a stupid one to be like this is like the the one thing in my brain like the one stunt I guess that stands out to me from the new one is the um it's a paddle ball thing. <laughs> Dude, like, you were you were explaining <laughs> it. I thought you were gonna say that. No, it's a good one. It's it's just so it's like it's just so stupidly funny, man. It's like why? Like what a good idea. I, yeah. I won't spoil it, but it's just so fucking dumb. To <laughs> anyone who has not to anyone who seems like we're idiots talking about like people hurting themselves, um I, I think it's on it's probably on YouTube by itself. I would look up uh from Jackass two, I believe. It's the one where they get Wee Man and they throw cards at his butt. I would look that up. I don't know how you look it up. Wee Man cards butt or something. I think that's one of the best ones they've done. And I think that, like, if you are a non-believer, that might prophetize you. Uh, but I don't know. Moki, I don't know. We'll, I, maybe we'll be talking about this more. <laughs> but but for now, let's move on to Edwin. Edwin, this is the you, – you wouldn't go second. You wouldn't go third. You're only going last. What's the, what's the big reveal? What have you been up to? All right. So uh... – 
I'm sure that heading into this week, like if you knew that I was going to be on the show, you probably expect me to talk about football. This is something that I really love. The biggest football match of the year or last uh, season happened. You'd probably expect me to talk about that. But I'm not going to talk about the Super Bowl. I'm actually going to talk about something that I've been watching over the last week, which is the second season of Love is Blind. And specifically, I want to talk about some uh, lessons, some takeaways that I have for this. And these are very important takeaways. Uh, you know, these are just my opinions. Uh, you know, as a married man, I have a I have an approach to life, a perspective on things now that may be different from wherever you are, dear listener, or anyone else. But if you want to, if you want to know my advice, you know, after watching the show, talking to people, you know, all my experience, whatnot, whether um, you know. Whether you're a lady, whether you're a gentleman, whether you're a non-binary person, I truly think when it comes to dating, it's actually really, really simple. And the, the older you get and the more experienced you get in this, this kind of thing, I truly think pers- nothing beats a good personality. Nothing beats a good, someone who is really like sure of themselves, fully owns up to who they are, is willing to communicate that, willing to be honest. I genuinely think how you carry yourself is like the best thing you know i've t- i've talked to lots of people who who um who like w- are want dating advice or want like relations advice and i really think that it's just people overcomplicate these things it's so simple they think oh well you know like what you know am i am i not is this person above my league is this person below my league or whatever it is bullshit if you own who you are if you have goals, if you're clear about those goals, if you if you just if you're if you communicate them to the other person, you see if your goals are compatible or not. I think it's actually so easy. I think it's genuinely like the the best life or not the best, but it's a very important life skill to have just in general beyond dating. But I think when it comes to dating, people just like overcomplicate and they add all this like irrelevant shit that doesn't matter that that's like superficial. You know, we're all gonna we're all gonna die someday. It doesn't matter, like you know, whether you look like something at one moment or another or whatnot. Whether it's it's truly just like who do you want to spend your time with at, at the end of the day? I really, 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 truly believe that. And you know, just like maybe watching this dating show and like talking to other people and like talking to my spouse or whatever has given me this perspective. But I've just like, man, like it's. It's so simple. Like it's not that it's not as hard as people make it out to be. That, Edwin, that's all that I'm gonna say. Beautiful. I love that your uh, touching grass segment for the the week was love, uh, and it also kind of goes back to your roots. You know, if anyone wants to learn more about what a no grass play here, you can look up uh, Doctor Love. Is that what it's called? The Love Doctor by on the Daily Campus. Uh, this is not. Edwin's first, uh, you know, <laughs> tryst with with the matchmaking uh, game. Edwin, maybe we'll get you. Hey, when melee stats gets big enough. We'll get you. You'll be a uh, you know saying this to it, a whole audience. We'll like <laughs> we'll get an entire convention center just listening to you do this. Like on a big stage, you got like the mic on the side of your mouth. You're pointing to people. Uh, that, maybe that's how melee stats gets the big bucks. <laughs> Look, I, I'm just saying I didn't hear a disagreement. If there's a disagreement here, I would love to hear it. I would love to weigh it into consideration. Maybe even, maybe even adjust the way I see things. But I it's think... horrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> it really How can you is. Say that? The reason is the reason it's horrible advice is you're not knowing your audience. Like, look, man, a lot of the people who are listening to this, 
are on their computer all fucking day. Wow. Maybe, is... maybe. No, seriously. They're on their computer all fucking day. They're mostly playing video games. They're chilling out, doing whatever. Uh, and, uh, you know, they'll go to, let's say, a melee tournament, mostly filled with all dudes. They'll go. Maybe they'll have fucking Tinder on their phone, not getting a lot of matches, right? That's like, their, you think their personality is going to get them through that fucking part? Probably not. <laughs> Most people that, that you literally are talking to, their problem isn't like not being true to themselves it's that they're literally not out there and not fucking talking to anybody period period I don't period, think period that's that's, that's, that's most of our friend group actually that's not fair you're just not paying attention bro um if you don't think so no dude right? you're just you're just saying you're just I'm not married, paying like i have blinders <laughs> no you you have blinders and i'm telling no, you dude. that's what's happening oh i know I know the life, the literal, the, the, the average day for a lot of the, the people, and they're my people, and I appreciate it. They wake up late, usually with a horrible sleep schedule, and may or may not toke a blunt, and they they play some unranked. Maybe they, you know, okay, the, the, they'll go to their job or whatever if they have one. And, uh, you know, it's not a lot of, like, time for this shit, right? And uh, they, right. they're not putting that that level of effort in. I that don't has agree nothing to do with, with their fucking personality. As All right, we're most one, people one, are aren't, aren't even putting themselves out there, and Moki, they don't know how and Moki, how, to get, how to get the attention. We, and you're just not right, answering no, that. This that a, just, we don't need to vote just, on this. You're not. You're not. You're not answering. You're not answering what's actually the problem for ninety plus percent of people. Well, first off, I don't. I don't think that's the case. For I have a. I have some faith in the listeners of the show and viewers. Moki, all I'm gonna say is we're not going to Moki. No, we're. Didn't, I need to know. I, I, all I'm saying is, me and Wheat laughed at fucking throwing cards at someone's ass, and then we, <laughs> no, we no, ended up no, here. So I, I, I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> I need to Wheat. Look, I, I'm gonna put my cards on the table. I need to know if I got owned or if I. Or if I this is very important to me. Cards, oh Edwin, to be honest, I kind of tuned out what you were saying once you started going off on this. I didn't really hear yeah. anything. I don't know what points you made. Okay. I think you're pro love, but I don't really know anything else other than he's that. like. The panda uh, global rankings bro he said nothing right, you know Edwin, nothing right. nothing was Edwin. said all right he said mind. nothing he said love is love bros fucking compelling content bro real real compelling whatever dude i i, I got owned it's you fun. got it was profound edwin. no i really it really changed my view on the world edwin what, what's gonna happen <laughs> maybe not san jose i think that's I don't, I don't know what their nightlife looks like but next time we're in a big city for an event if there's a vegas event if there's an Atlanta event, I don't know. Maybe at the function, if you're going to the function, what we're going to do is we're going to get a group of a bunch of single people and you, and you're going to be all of our wingmen. You're going to be like the, the shared <laughs> wingman, and we're going to go out. And this is where you put your skills to the test. Like, I don't, I don't want to speak on your ability right now or what you said, because I wasn't listening, <laughs> but, but we'll, we'll put it to the test. And and blur maybe you'll be there. If not, I'll you know I'll, I'll send you results. I'll, I'll like send a spreadsheet over of how it went. And then you we think I'd be a good wingman? There, I have no way of knowing. I okay. would. I yeah. I mean, we, we need to vote. Oh, again. don't ask me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Moki, what's up? I appreciate you being on. You've been a great guest. I'm a terrible wingman, by the way. You, you had to deal with these two. <laughs> The Most worst, people... the, the worst uh, uh, trait of a wingman is being too goddamn attractive. They'll just go to me. Monkey, <laughs> if people want, where can they do so? Um, so 
twitch.tv slash Moki underscore Doki, M-O-K-Y underscore D-O-K-I-E. My Twitter's the same. And I think on YouTube, my name is just Moki, but the URL is youtube.com slash Moki Doki. Spelt the same, but no underscore. And uh, we are trying to grow the YouTube a lot. So if you're only to check out one of those, please do the YouTube because my editor is working hard and we're putting effort in and we are trying to push that. So when are we getting just Moki? Is the player. Yeah. Dude, this motherfucker on Twitch is not. So you can like recycle names and <laughs> they have to be inactive. And this motherfucker, I don't know. I, I fucking, I've been tuned into his page you know maybe it's like a, approaching like stalker territory but like dude i don't see you doing anything how do you still have the name i, I remember <laughs> i'm trying my hardest man <laughs> i had you on we had a great episode of melee stats <sighs> deep dives on uh we talked about gobble <laughs> gobble 2019 yeah. and you told you told me that you wanted to be moki just twitch.tv moki and now here yeah. we are in february 2022 hopefully i don't know did you whisper them no, I just, I feel like if I was in their shoes and some dude whispered me, hey, can I have your name? I'd be like, no, screw you. So I, I just gotta don't put some of that moist money it. up. Come on. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I just, 20, I'll just be moking. You know $25 there's, through that. Like, I'm moking, I'm doking. We'll just, we'll roll with it. We'll just True. It. Why not? But right, well, if that guy decides to. Moki, can I, can I, can I help you out for a second? I'm just looking at your Twitter profile. You don't have a link on there. Add your what? stream link to your fucking Why not? I swear Twitter I profile. You don't. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Some some basic social media advice. Where is Put it? your stream link oh, in your profile dude. page, bro. My Twitter got taken down like a month ago. And when they I got it back, it, they took out all of my stuff. So I forgot to put it back. Well, it was that's there. what I'm here for. Thank you. Dude, so thank you, just dude. letting you oh know. My God. Yeah. So you can follow him, Moki Doki, on seemingly everything. But uh, it's the YouTube that's the big draw. What about you, Blur? Where can people what about follow me? You? Where can people follow Bro, you? They are they already do. Come on. Okay, I don't need okay. to do this. Let's just move on. All right. Whatever. End I mean, the fucking pod. I got shit to do. Well, <laughs> hey, I was trying to until Edwin had to talk about love. <laughs> I gotta pee. Let's go. I gotta I think everyone here has gotta pee. Let's, let's go. Alright. If you want to follow Melee Stats, you can follow us on Twitter, melee stats or twitter.com slash melee stats pod. We post uh, daily results. We post links to our articles on MeleeStats.co, such as Monday Morning Marth and When's Melee. If you want to check out the latest Monday Morning Marth, it's Blur Rank. You can do so at MeleeStats.co. Go over there. Check it out. Uh, our YouTube, Melee Stats. That's where we're going to have our long-form content, our video essays. And if you uh, want to go over to our second channel, the Melee Stats Archive, we're going to have you know some some bonus stuff, some secondary some like sets sometimes, but it's... Uh, a lot of it's these episodes. So if you don't catch these episodes live, you can do so over on Melee Stats Archive or any you know podcast streaming service of your choice. Um, if you want to catch them live, you can do so at twitch.tv slash Melee Stats. And if you love everything we do, you can support us at patreon.com slash Melee Stats. Not as quickly as I've done it before. Becoming a bi-weekly show, I start to forget all of our socials, but you get there in the end. Um, blur. Moki, I appreciate you guys being on. Uh, next time, we'll cut out Edwin. We'll knock out 20 minutes easily. Everyone will have a great time. Everyone will, bladders will be fine. But you won't get great dating advice. Okay, so it seems like... It's, it so seems nothing like nothing of value was lost. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Okay. All right, I appreciate you guys being on. Amazing guests. And uh, 
fun episode. I don't know if a Moki Blur episode was something that uh, I ever thought would work, but this was great. I loved it. So thanks for being on. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, just to reiterate, you know, what I mentioned on our last episode, we are a bi-weekly podcast now, so we're not going to be- I have to pee for fuck's sake. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> we're not going to be on next week, but we'll be on the week after. We'll see you then. Peace.